Welcome to Judgment. It's Bond season. Be fair warned, we do talk about this movie in depth, so spoilers ahead. Now let's have some fun. Enjoy. Alright, welcome to Judgment, the ultimate movie ranking podcast. I'm Andrew, and I'm here with Blaine. Hi, Andrew. Hey, how are you? Doing fantastic. All right. And also, Corey. Hey, Corey. Hello, gentlemen. How are you? I'm also doing great. Okay, well, good to hear. So, tonight, guys, we're doing Goldfinger. All right. We're into the Sean Connery-verse now. Uh, Hadn't touched on him yet. We've done two Craigs. And a more. So now we've moved on to Connery. So, uh, yeah, so this is uh, a staple movie for some real James Bond heads out there. This is, some people consider it the best James Bond ever made. Uh, I think we'll uh, see how that goes. I was seeing a lot of, like, if you have to show someone a Bond movie or tell someone what a Bond movie is... I think this is it. This is the one a lot of people say is the one. Yeah. I kind of agree with that. But we'll see. (laughs) Yeah. We're watching them all. We'll see if this is the one or not. Yeah. It's always in the conversation. That is for sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It was a wild ride. Yeah. I can't wait to talk about it. Looking forward to it. Yeah. And after all, uh, it's up to us how this movie does. (laughs) In the small little universe we've created for ourselves. So we'll see how that goes. Okay. So... As always, when we start these things off, we just like to get a little pulse check on everybody. So, uh, when it comes to Goldfinger, Blaine, what is your um, overview thoughts on this overall? This is, as I just mentioned, this is what I would think of if someone asked me, hey, what's a Bond movie? I'd be like, it's Goldfinger. Like everything yeah. that Goldfinger represents mm-hmm. is what I, in my brain, think of as Bond. Yeah. Uh, that being said, it's got some ridiculous parts. I got some problems with it. But overall, for what we're doing, I'm giving this a two thumbs up. Two thumber. Okay. That might be our two thumbs. So- no, Corey gave that Daniel Craig movie one. Uh, <laughs> you also mind. gave the last movie. Both of you gave it two thumbs up. So. What oh, we did? About? Never mind. <laughs> Listen, my short-term you memory. You that last movie. <laughs> I did give it to you. Let's not forget the 98 you gave that last movie. <laughs> well, you never know. It might be beat tonight. We oh. never know. Ooh, good tease. <laughs> All right. So, Corey, what about you? How do you feel overall about Goldfinger? Uh, I, I'm in line with Blaine. This is a movie I have seen before, albeit quite a long time ago, and... In this fresh new light, I did see some things that I that I really questioned, but I I can't uh, in good conscience give it less than two thumbs up. Still very much liked it. Okay, all right, two thumbs from Corey. Well, I guess it's my turn. Well, guys, I uh, I also have seen this before. I last time I watched it was uh, about four or five years ago. There were some things <laughs> I didn't remember about the movie and. I enjoyed watching it again last night, 
But I'm going to have to give this movie two thumbs up as well. I thought it was... Wow. Yeah. That's a, that's three double thumbs from us. Three double thumbs. First time... You could cause a lot of pleasure with that. Oh. <laughs> and I feel like Sean Connery might have tried. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, all right. That's not a bad start for this movie. I, I am interested to see how we go. <laughs> yeah. That's great. Yeah. I think we feel well pretty done. strongly that this is not bad. I agree with you, Blaine. If if someone said I had never seen a Bond movie before, which one should I watch? Uh, it's probably this one for sure, and then probably a uh, uh, View to a Kill right after. <laughs> I think that this one may have set the standard for all the subsequent Bond films to follow until the Craig universe. Yeah. It was basically the template. Yeah. I would say as far as Mhm. We'll we'll talk about it. But. Yeah. And and you're right. I think it set a standard uh that even Craig, I think when by the time we get to Spectre, he really wanted to dive into that universe as well, well you know. Yeah, I mean it's very f- formulaic mm-hmm. the way this one you can see it across all the Bond films. I'm sure we'll be able to pull <laughs> the parallels yeah. as we watch them all, but Mhm. Let's get into it. Yeah. Well, I'd also just want to say that I uh, own the Blu-ray to this movie, and it is filled with a lot of special features. And I almost had as much fun watching those as I did watching the movie. So, yeah, we got to talk about that. Some interesting things with this movie. So, let's jump into the overview of Goldfinger. So, this is our third Bond film and Sean Connery's third film. I like when they match up like that. Yeah, Won't happen for too much longer. Uh, and it was released in December of 1964. So pretty interesting stuff. Quite quite a long time ago, as we'll be able to uh, pinpoint throughout the movie. So let's just jump in with the gun barrel scene. So uh, I don't know if this caught you guys off guard, but that's for sure not Sean Connery in that gun barrel scene. No. No, absolutely not. <laughs> that's a man about four feet shorter and... Real wiggly on that gun when he fires it. it uh, it's the step yeah. around. Yeah. It's, the, <laughs> it's the odd step. It was one take is what I'm feeling. That's okay. The gun yeah. barrel scenes never really bothered me. It's he also had a hat on. Yeah, put a hat on him. Make sure that we don't recognize him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's really, uh, let's really cover this dude up. And shot way over the head of any person he was shooting at. But still, fun. Uh, all right, so at that point, we jump right into that our uh, opening sequence for this, and we get Bond uh, basically going in to blow up a heroin factory that's set in a, what do we call these things? Uh, Let's say like a oil storage facility. Sure, sure. Big oil tanks. Some sort of, yeah, silo-ish looking thing. Hard to say what, that, what those are called. Yeah. Well, it was the nicest fucking heroin factory I've ever seen. Um, I, honestly, I didn't know it was a heroin. I didn't put that together. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I saw the poppy plant inside, and then the guy, of course, mentions it when Bond gets into the restaurant. Oh. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Because I'm sure everybody had that same thought, like, yeah. why is he blowing this up? <laughs> yeah. Uh, one of the things that I loved about this opening, before we see Bond, Bond's wearing a fucking <laughs> seagull disguise on his head when he's snorkeling and i i laughed out loud when i saw him pop up i was like we're starting strong oh man he's got a 
a, a taxidermy seagull gadget. <laughs> uh, awesome. I, I really wish we saw the scene where Q gave that to him. <laughs> Just yeah, wear this. Bond. <laughs> we have some camouflage for you. <laughs> Fucking bird. He loves seeing a gadget immediately, if we call that yeah. a gadget. I'll call it a gadget. I think he, it's a gadget, I would it, say. For 64, it feels gadgety. <laughs> it's a ga- yeah. And then right after that, we're hit with a grapple hook. Yeah. I was like, this is going to be gadget heavy. Yeah. Got a real grapple hook in there. And Bond, of course, beats up a guy and then sets C4 that... A C4 belt. <laughs> yeah. yeah. A C4 belt. Which, I, I listen, I'm not uh, familiar with explosives, but I would be real scared to carry around C4 like that in a toothpaste tube. I don't know when it becomes combustible. Only when the uh, things are stuck in it. Yeah. Only when the things are in it. There we go. Yeah. Well, hey, it ends up working. So at that point, we, ah, well, I'm glad I got you guys here. Yes. Thank you. So at that point, Bond uh, takes off his uh, wetsuit, and he's wearing, of course, a white tuxedo white underneath. Tuxedo. That was pretty I really enjoyed that. Seen that happen in many, many movies yeah. Yeah. since then. I don't know if this was the first time. It had to be. Had to be. Because you know what I thought about? True Lies. Yes, I thought about yeah. True Lies. If any 90s person would. Yeah, <laughs> fair yes. enough. Fair enough. Are we going to do a... There is no way that we, could, we can't do a Schwarzenegger. We uh, could. Categories, yeah. <laughs> no shit, I'm watching Last Action Hero right now. I just watched it myself. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. Like 30 minutes ago. Oh my ago, God. I, it's, I was watching it before you got here. Listen, I'm it, a big fan. It's awesome. <laughs> Like a John what McTiernan. is that on right now? Netflix. What is that on? Uh, well, I know what I'm doing when I get home. Uh, love that movie. Uh, okay, so Bond uh, takes off wearing his tuxedo, goes into the restaurant, and he meets, I guess, a contact there. And, of course, the heroin plant explodes. And uh, we think this could be the end of our opening scenes, but... Uh, Sean Connery makes it very clear. He has to get back to his apartment to, uh, I'm going to say, sleep with this woman is a nice way to put it. He had unfinished business. He did. Yes. Yes. He did. Which is what he said. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Yes. Also, I love, just as we're setting the tone, that explosion happens. So nonchalant. Mm -hmm. James Bond. Yep. No expression change. I was like, okay. Lit that cigarette and continued on with his day. What's going on? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Hmm. Yep. Couldn't be bothered. No. So Bond goes back to his apartment, and uh, we have our uh, dancer, I guess she was at the club. But anyway, she's bathing right now, and she gets out, makes Bond put the gun up. And then as they're making out, Bond gets a reflection in her eyeball yep. <laughs> of a man sneaking up behind him. Now, in this situation, you'd expect James Bond to maybe turn around, punch the guy in the face, but oh, fuck no. Sean Connery uses the woman as a human shield. (laughs) Hell yeah. He's been betrayed. And this man wallops this lady to the ground, and then Bond gets into a fight with this gentleman who, I don't know if you guys noticed, but he is absolutely brown-faced, painted. Um, This man was not Hispanic at all. Uh. But anyway, he gets thrown into uh, the uh, bathtub and Bond electrocutes him to death. I loved that so much. I did too. It was actually. a lot of. It was a, and also, he went for a toehold in the middle of it. I don't know if he caught that. I was like, what is Bond doing? <laughs> yeah. I was like, is he trying to break his foot? 
you need to brush up on your technique. But he oh boy, sh- what did he hit into the bathtub? Was it a heater? I thought it was a he- like a old heater, space I'm, heater. I gotta be honest. Fan. Some, I, yeah, I couldn't tell. One thing about this movie is, I uh, because it's so old, I couldn't tell if that was technology that existed or something was made up for the movie. I there are many of those in this that I was like, I think that I was a so. common object, but he. Quick thinking, just yeah. smacked it right into the water. <laughs> oh, and then shocking. shocking. Absolutely shocking. But we do see that the woman lived from her traumatic brain injury she suffered from James Bond. Positively shocking. Uh, yeah, positively shocking. But then we jump into Shirley Bassey and the Goldfinger thing. We do. So uh, if you're unaware, this is the first movie... That we had an opening title sequence and a theme song for the movie. Oh. So, standard was set with this movie going forward. As I say, yes. Yes. A yes. first. A first. I'm not going to lie. I thought this was, for 1964, I thought it was pretty damn good. I thought it was decent. I think it was solid. And like always, we will give scores for this mm-hmm. later on. So, we sure. don't break it down too much right now. But Yeah. It was oh, creative. Yeah, it. it was decent. super creative. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. yeah. Um, and we'll say no we'll say no more yeah. until uh until no. we break it down and give it the score. Okay. Can All I right. can I say this one thing though? Uh, yeah. before uh before the before the hotel room scene, the uh when he's talking to the man at the bar is the first indication of something that I do have a problem with, and it's the excessive <laughs> excessive use of ADR in this movie. And yeah. at first I was like I was like, why are there why are their lips and mouths opening so small in this discussion? They're barely moving, but they're saying so many things of like, okay, no, they're not actually talking. This is this is all added after the fact. Yeah, that was pretty mm-hmm. egregious. But it's I, I kinda give it a pass with mm-hmm. the ADR usage for it being so old. Yeah, yeah. If that had happened in Spectre, it'd have been like It'd oh, been like, it did. It did happen. It's it, 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 it did. It did. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, but it feels like damn near everybody in this movie's ADR, and I yeah, will say yes. that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, again, like Blaine said, it's 1964. And Blaine and I were even talking the other day about, uh, on Peacock right now, they have Roger Moore's television show, The Saint, on there. And, Corey, if you want to check that out, they must have not had microphones on set because everybody's ADR'd, and the ADR guy did not give a fuck if it matched their lips or not. Oh it is God. the wildest thing I've ever seen. But it is absolutely hilarious. Terrible show, but that really was hilarious. All right, so... Uh, yeah, so after we have our opening here with uh, Goldfinger... Uh, by the way, uh, you might want to keep a tally about how many times I accidentally say Goldmember in this movie because... <laughs> feel like it's just gonna happen <laughs> well it's too close to i mean literally what's the inspiration so yeah exactly a little so tough. a little tough all right back to man talk gentlemen so now we have uh we're <laughs> in miami beach at the fountain blue hotel uh still oh, exists fountain blue that's the fountain blue i was like what is this it was like <laughs> oh i had to look it up yeah <laughs> at first i was like okay there you have a 60 foot high dive could you imagine the liability? <laughs> These <laughs> a days? bunch of drunk people with access to a sixty-foot platform high dive. I no joke. I was like, this just seems like a massive fucking hotel. <laughs> this had an ice skating rink on the inside. It did. It had an ice skating rink. By the way, I thought they were going to try and uh, fool us, or or at least try and 
make us think that that was Bond on that high dive. And I was like, oh, shit. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. Bond just does every fucking thing. What were you going to say, Corey? (laughs) No, no, no. I was just agreeing. It's uh, the, the, in, in fact, the water for a movie in 1964, it was so blue. I wonder if they rendered that water. Cause I just, I couldn't believe it. Also. Yeah. <laughs> they, yeah. They used uh, asbestos to uh, brighten it up a little bit. <laughs> as, asbestos is a yeah, coloring it, agent. It, you know, when it mixes with chlorine, it turns really blue. <laughs> I have no idea. Uh, <laughs> tricks, tricks of the trade. Yeah. <laughs> so at this point, guys, we get our second Felix lighter in our whole series. So we got a very interesting fellow uh, playing Felix in this one. And I don't believe he ever plays Felix again. Uh, okay. But, yep. But he, uh, not a bad guy. He was pretty decent, I thought, as a supporting character. But he arrives at the Fountain Blue, sees the ice skating. And I wish I could tell you this is the last time you'll see ice skating in a Bond movie, but it is not. Um, also, Tilly likes to ice skate, from what I hear. Anyway. Yes, Tilly. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, so we meet Bond. He's getting massaged by uh, uh, this really sad little girl named Dink. <laughs> and he sees Felix very excited. Uh, let's Dink know that they got to participate in some man talk and slaps her on the ass uh, a little aggressively. <laughs> and, <yeah. laughs> uh, Which is, I mean, if you didn't know what year this movie was, right. I think we're setting it up pretty nicely. Um, he has yeah. a way with women. A special man way. talk. <laughs> man talk. <laughs> yeah, I was watching that part with Jill. Oh, and Jill said, Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Sean Connery is a little different than everybody else when it comes to this, I believe. So, And you know what makes this scene worse? So mm-hmm. he then changes into a towel romper. <laughs> I needed Andrew to give me his his full detail analysis on that. And it, Should we call it a romp him? I mean, if we're going to be. I mean. If we're going to be right. Yeah, it's not a romper. <laughs> Oh, man. I was like... (laughs) I can't even... This must have been a style that lasted two years because never in my life have I seen anything this insane. It's a one-piece... It's a romper made of towel. Yeah, made of towel with a belt. (laughs) It's got a little belt on it. It was hot. I want one. It's classy. Oh. uh, I need that for after shower. Just... Romp around the house, just slide your romp around, <laughs> just getting dry, snugly. I gotta tell you, I went to a James Bond party one time, and there was a gentleman there who was wearing one of those. So no, I swear to God, they exist. That's fantastic. He had it. Uh, oh, this gentleman, they definitely though, exist. We'll find one. Yeah, yeah. He was wearing it, but I will say this gentleman was a complete and utter asshole. So mm. well. didn't strike up a conversation with him, but he had one on. Anyway, so yeah, Bond's got on his romper, and uh, we find out that uh, he's there on assignment, Uh, he's not there for vacation, and we get introduced to our main villain of the piece, which is Ari Goldfinger. So, I don't know if you guys noticed this, but when Goldfinger was coming down those stairs, I swore he was wearing a fucking Speedo, and I was like, I'm not going to be able to deal with this if that's (laughs) what we're doing here. (laughs) (laughs) If you go back and watch it, the very next scene, he obviously has on gold shorts, but for some reason when he was coming down those stairs, he was 
not uh, he looked naked from the waist down and it was pretty uh shocking my, my guy had gold like, oh. slippers on too he did he sure did like pope slippers they were yeah i wonder you know this is an overall thought for goldfinger did he just pick this name or was this his god-given name and he just made it about he just made his life totally about gold i think it's a lashif scenario he he changed it mm. Okay, so we got a Lashif situation. Or gold, like gold member, as you, <laughs> yep, you mentioned earlier. I'm just waiting for it to come out of my mouth. It's only a matter of time, guys. Um, so yeah, so Goldfinger is There's here. A gold and... member in your mouth? You know it, buddy. You know it. <laughs> it's the pollen. Yeah, it's the pollen. It's, it's yeah. There's a lot of pollen going in my mouth. Anyway, um, so at this point, and also. I looked real closely. This man did not have a gold finger. Anyway, so now that uh, that died as soon as it came out. (laughs) (laughs) Never have I seen two more disappointed human beings in my life. (laughs) It should have been a penis strip. That's all I'm going to say. I didn't have one in, uh, you know, I didn't have one cocked and loaded. Oh boy, <laughs> it's a long episode. Now, Bond sees it's the schlong gold... episode. Oh, <laughs> you know me. That's what we're gonna call the piano episode. Um. <laughs> oh man. Okay, well, so what happened? Yeah. Next? So after that, uh, Goldfinger is seen. Uh, we find out he's uh, betting against this. Really sad older man uh, in Jin, which, uh, as we talked about, I didn't realize was Jin to way later in the scene. Uh, and at first, they were talking about betting five and ten. Uh, comes out later, they're betting five and ten thousand dollars a hand, which Fine, is in fucking sane. I couldn't even imagine what the spending power of that is in 1964, but even in today's times, a poolside Jin game. For ten thousand dollars is absolutely out there. Anyway, let so, me just say too, with stakes like that, he really <laughs> does have the biggest earpiece I've ever seen. Oh my god! <laughs> I thought I, the same thing, but <laughs> listen, he's yeah. he's playing it off as being hard of hearing. Like that's what a listening <laughs> yeah. device. That's why he said he turned it up and said, "Huh?" That you know, at, but I realized that later on. But at the time, I'm like. If I was this dude, I'd be like, what the fuck is this? You can't have no, that. You can't, you can't sit in your seat, you yeah. weirdo. God damn it. Put on some fucking pants. Uh, but no, I was like, again, this is another thing of technology where it's like, is that what hearing aids look like back then? Is the reason this guy's not giving a second thought? Or is this some shit they invented for this movie? I don't know. But I, was, I would immediately be suspicious of that. But, right. Yeah. But yeah, Goldfinger's obviously cheating. Yeah. He's being fed information. Yeah. So yeah, Bond goes up to his hotel room, dickishly grabs the key from the cleaning lady, and uh, goes in the room. And then uh, we meet our first Bond girl in this movie. We meet a Jill Masterson, who is using a two-way radio and binoculars to uh, look at the other gentleman's hand and cheat for Goldfinger. Uh, Bond, uh, of course, immediately begins flirting, and 
basically calls Goldfinger out and tells him if he doesn't want to go to jail that uh, he needs to start losing to this guy <laughs> and tells him to lose $15,000, which again, for poolside gin is something special. Uh, then at that point, Bond invites Jill back to his hotel room for uh, a little dinner, I suppose, even though they don't touch it. And as you can imagine, immediately Bond and her uh, fuck. And uh, that's where we come in to that. Bond's got a pretty nice suite. Yeah, lady. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I did notice this time, Corey, uh, no Bollinger. It's Dom Perignon. It's Dom time. Perignon. Yeah. Uh, and then, again, this is just the kind of Bond shonery. Bond shonery. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was going to be gold member. It's not. It's uh... that's pretty good. Uh, Bon Chonery. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So again, this just comes with uh, the kind of Connery Bond is uh, portraying. Uh, you can tell Jill is annoying him while he's on the phone, and he just fucking face face plants Jill right to the bed. <laughs> He's aggressive. And yeah, he's he's an aggressive guy. It really throws me off. Particularly towards women. Uh, you found uh, him in the scene in Jill's hotel room. He basically raises her chair up to yeah. the point where she has to kiss him. Yeah, yeah. He uh he forced that a bit. Well, a little forceful, but <laughs> yeah. you know not the not yeah. the only forceful kiss in the movie either. No. Uh no. no. <laughs> Not Dare say he beat some pussy up. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Old Shonery coming around. Old <laughs> oh, Bon Shonery. Oh, Bon Shonery. Oh, man. Can oh. I just ask, though? Yeah. Based on, Andrew, based on your knowledge, would you say he's got less of an accent in this movie than he normally does in the other Bond movies? It just felt like he really I- dialed it back. I think it was way more subtle here than yeah. what I expect of Connery. Like, yeah. um, if we go to uh, the third Indiana Jones movie oh. compared to this, it's like, what? <laughs> I was thinking about Untouchables. Junior. Junior. <laughs> you send theirs to the morgue. <laughs> Portermaid. I mean... <laughs> uh, I don't know. Yeah. I, just, it, uh, I, I, was, I, I was really expecting more of his accent to come through and he almost sometimes sounded not British at all. And I was actually really confounded by that. Yeah. She got more Scottish it, it's, over the years. I was going to say it sounded Scottish the entire time for me, but it wasn't hard Scottish. Well, I also was thinking in 1964, were these fucking idiots even <laughs> wondering what <laughs> they were just like, Oh, that, that sounds British. <laughs> like, I don't think anybody gave a shit. <laughs> I don't think that's what we're saying. No. Oh, what we're are we not say? saying he didn't sound British. British? Just saying oh. his accent wasn't as strong as it oh, was as... later in his career. Oh, well, yeah. Which yeah. is usually the opposite when you're acting for a long time. You kind of <laughs> lose your accent. That's what it we're saying. It okay. so much thicker. Oh. We, were, we were burning him on the differentiation oh, no. between Scottish and British accents. Well, and also, he, he might have been trying in this movie. To cover it up a little bit? Yeah. He, he might have been... Uh, putting forth a little effort that he might not have later in life. True. But I mean, anyway. hey, he was a he was a fucking superstar. But yeah, um, it is subtle. I'll give him that. It was more subtle than it turns out to be. So at this point, uh, Bond uh, 
decides he's going to get another bottle of Dom out of the fridge because, uh, what does he say? Have a bottle of Dom Perignon that's not below 53 degrees is as bad as listening to the Beatles without earmuffs. Which, uh, fuck you. Um, it's a sting. <laughs> yeah, it is a sting. Uh, not to mention, uh, just a few years later, we got Paul McCartney laying down some live and let die. So, I guess he didn't take it too hard. I don't think he was making fun of the Beatles, saying if you want to listen to the Beatles, you need to have good headphones. That's not how I read it, but I'll, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. I read it like Andrew that he does not like the Beatles. Yeah. Ah. And also, I love that you think uh, headphones existed in a um, capacity back then. Then uh, we literally just but saw you, a man wearing. They some did ear, some ear, earbuds. <laughs> they are hundred percent did. You know what? Once again, I don't know a lot about sixties technology, so I wouldn't take my word for it. <laughs> so there's that. You ever seen a war movie? You know what? We're gonna move like, on. Okay. <laughs> Listen, it doesn't matter. Mistakes were made. <laughs> I never said. I was going to have the best. <laughs> anyway, Anyways. Bond goes to get some uh, champagne, doesn't like the Beatles, and <laughs> gets chopped in the chest. Gets a straight-up chop, which uh, apparently, in the common, uh, the behind-the-scenes stuff, they said that uh, the gentleman who played uh, Odd Job uh, was not exactly aware of what a stunt hit was. So he okay. gave uh, Connery a real big chop right to the neck, and <laughs> Connery was not expecting it at all. <laughs> Just folded him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> right in the neck. But yeah, so we don't see who it is, but we get a pretty good idea by the shadow in the foreground that this is going to be odd job. Uh, we introduce formally a little later, but Bond is knocked out for, I assuming, considering all that happens... What, about eight or nine hours? I mean, uh, he wakes up. <laughs> Jill's on the bed. She's uh, covered in uh, gold paint. Now, I need to be honest with you guys here, and I'm going to be a little vulnerable about this. It was not until I saw this movie a few years ago that I didn't realize that that was paint. I legitimately thought they, they, dipped her in gold. they poured gold on her. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought that, but the sheets were completely fine. <laughs> oh no, gold and my idea was even worse. They like dipped her in it. And <laughs> they brought a big yeah, vat, <laughs> just a gentle uh, dip in and, molten yeah. gold, <laughs> and she died from that. And I just, I guess, assumed. Well, special effects weren't great. I guess this is what they're saying is <laughs> dipped in gold. <laughs> But it wasn't until a few years ago I saw it and laughed out loud at how I <laughs> believed that for so many years. <laughs> Without a question. Just oh, they got a, a fantastic smelting operation at the Fountain <laughs> Blue. I tell you what, they drug her downstairs, dipped her in gold, threw her back on the bed. <laughs> With not a question asked. <laughs> I, I definitely had, like a, I guess, a Mandela effect where I thought it showed her bare butt. Because that would further mm. really illustrate the fact that she was painted every square inch of her body. But it doesn't. I really I don't know why I had that image in my head that, that I was I think on a poster it might appear that way. But there is a still shot out there of her full body and she's wearing underwear. It's also painted gold. I mean maybe from a distance they were like, that's good enough for people to imagine. But then the skin suffocation thing doesn't really work. So I guess they were like, they can't really show this. 
it's not a rated R movie, but I don't know. Yeah. Um, and let's be honest, uh, no matter what, the skin suffocation thing probably does not work. That doesn't seem uh, a logical way. And by the way, not a great way to kill somebody. It seems Whoa. like it would take a long time. Well, and yeah. if it's real, it's a really, it's a torturous way to go. Gotta be. It's, yeah, it's not good. Not Don't good know if it's all. real, though. I did not look up if it was actually a real thing. I feel like, didn't the Tin Man have some sort of issue like that? Yeah, Buddy Epson was supposed to be the Tin Man, but they used lead paint, and he oh, got lead poisoning. That's different. <laughs> yeah. That's poisoning. Maybe, yeah. yeah maybe this is what they suffocated yeah. with gold lead paint. Yeah, who knew that maybe you shouldn't use lead paint in general, but really shouldn't put it on a human being's body. <laughs> but, it, uh, you know, it was the 30s. What do you do? What can you do? Uh, rest in peace, Judy Garland, by the way. Molested by um, Metric Golden Man. Oh, my God. <laughs> 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 what a memoriam. <laughs> wow. That's all she did, right? Just get molested by him? <laughs> That's the only thing. Mama, uh, okay. do you love me now, Mom? That's Liza. We should be we should be more clear for our friends of Dorothy out there. Um, oh God! <laughs> if you haven't seen the uh, Renee Zellweger Judy, it's it's fine. I thought she did a good job, but the major point is that glowing Mr. endorsement. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, uh, there are better Judy Garland biopics out there. I thought it was fine. Anyway. So what's Bond Connery up to now? Yeah, so uh, <laughs> Bond was Bond Connery. Bond Connery. <laughs> I'm gonna keep. I think that's a better name, to be honest. <laughs> anyway, so Bond has to go back to MI6 and explain to him how he got knocked out and didn't see this five foot eight hulking man <laughs> knock him out, and Jill is dead, and uh, so he gets a little scolding from M. Uh, and M basically tells him we're going to have a meeting about uh, Goldfinger show up at certain time in your tux, and he agrees. We get a little playful banter with Money Penny, who is probably the only woman in this movie Sean Connery is sweet to. <laughs> like at least they were nice to each other. And yeah. um, well, that's I, because Money Penny showed interest in Bond. Oh yeah. So he's like, ah, oh no, thanks, no thanks, not for me. <laughs> I really no. want to. I really want to. Force myself upon someone, and yeah. you're too eager. Yeah, you're too thirsty. Got to rest. I got to work. <laughs> I got to work with you every day, and you know I'm real rapey, so I don't want this to come back and fuck with our jobs. Uh, so yeah, so Bond meets with uh, I'm gonna say like a bank administration person. I, it was never really clear to me, and this scene. I want to. I don't want to use the word incredibly boring, but it wasn't the uh, best time I had in this movie. It was not. You they know? were basically <laughs> explaining what Goldfinger was up to. Yeah, with the yeah. gold markets yeah. around the world, which essentially it all boils down to: we want to figure out if Goldfinger is shipping gold illegally or not, smuggling gold. Yeah. Yes. Why you needed what seemed like a 15-minute scene to do that, I don't know, but that's essentially what happened. Right. Him yeah. could have said that in his office yeah. Yeah. easily. I don't I think forgot. we needed this. <laughs> I forgot about that scene. Yeah. Really, I really didn't even write it down. I was like, all right, yep, 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 got it. Exposition. And I'm wondering, yeah, so much exposition in this. And I guess they only filmed it just so Bond uh, could show the audience how much he knows about fucking Brandy, which, again, oh, right, who cares? Yeah. <laughs> who cares? Yeah. I, I 
one of the traits that I don't like about any Bond is when Bond just has the answer for everything. Like in Moonraker, when he knew about that fucking plant. Like, oh, yeah. Obviously, I can tell behind its chemical <laughs> structure. Actually, Q, it's in this river. What the fuck? How would you ever know that? Anyway, so yeah. So at that point, we get into another scene that was a little bit of a downer. It's the golf scene. So at this point, the administrator uh, gave Bond some huh? gold. Oh, oh yeah. not. Oh, I missed forgot about Q. Branch. Q Branch. <gasps> I even had it in my note right we here. We open up in Key Branch. Yes, we do. We have... With a exploding parking meter, <laughs> which made me... Like, what, what are they using that one for? We get a full Q Branch. Uh, I love it. Yeah, the parking meter, I'm guessing it's nerve gas, but I just let it be. And You got to get real lucky for someone to park at it. <laughs> yes, uh, they finally parked at it. Yes, thank God. And hope to God no innocent person uses it. Uh, and then we also get a real wild uh, Q invention, a bulletproof vest. Uh, <laughs> Super wild. Yeah. Just a crazy one from Q. <laughs> it's not perfected yet. Well, glad you're already doing human trials on it, Q. <laughs> Just moving on. Uh, but yeah, w- apparently also in this movie, uh, Guy Hamilton, who directed it, uh, basically told Desmond Llewellyn to... For the first time, just act like he's very annoyed by Bond, which I like. That kind of continues on throughout the entire series, so that was a good piece of direction. Uh, but yeah, so pay attention to 007, and then we get introduced. Iconic. The iconic fucking moment here. Yep. We get introduced to the Aston Martin DB5. And, it. I mean, we just watched, what, the... Uh, Casino Royale. Casino Royale and, and Spectre. Spectre. Yeah. Still got the Aston Martin going on. The same DB5. It's the same one, yes. Um, but yeah, in all the, I mean, not all the Bond Not movies, all of them. But the Aston Martin is the car of choice. All right. Is it Austin or Aston? I don't think it matters. Okay. It's Sean Austin. Yeah, it's Sean, Sean Austin, Austin Connery <laughs> Martin. Sean Austin. <laughs> yeah. Sean Austin Martin, Martin Lewis. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so uh, I mean, I love all the elements of this stupid fucking thing. I mean, we got uh, the flipping uh, license plate. We got bulletproof windows all the way around. A bulletproof plate, <laughs> which I mean, uh, do you need that when you got the talking bullet- about the big shield? Yeah, the big that? shield that comes up later on. And uh, we got the exhaust, the machine guns, and uh, the rejector seat. Which is great. And then we get, of course, the Q line that's used all the time. I never joke about my work, 007. And give it to Desmond Llewellyn. This is uh, the youngest I will (laughs) think we we all might ever see him in this movie. And he still looks 65 years old. (laughs) He looks like he's already (laughs) seen some shit. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) He looks already old so i do love that he's already fed up and the first <laughs> he's already uh, fed up. he's like Ugh, this uh, damn rapist is always coming down here to mess yeah. with my stuff never returns it breaks everything breaks. he probably is frustrated with him yeah honestly and make, yeah <laughs> so he, he plays it well yeah i gotta fix all your bullshit <laughs> this smug asshole uh the the last piece of technology i want to mention is the navigation system, yep. I should say, which 
is the most annoying fucking thing I think in this movie for me. If I heard that fucking thing beep or one more beep in this movie, I might have lost my mind. <laughs> it was. That's deep. what did it for you. That's maybe. what did it. So, That's why I hate this movie. Beep, right? bang. <laughs> Zero on entertainment value. <laughs> so, yes. So, after we uh, get all that uh, rundown from a great Q scene, we then jump to the golf course. The golf course. Oh, boy. Golf in a movie. Has anyone pulled it off well is what I'm going to ask. Caddyshack. Uh, you know what, Corey? You win this battle. That's a really good one, actually. Legend of Bagger Vance. Oh, I, you got the wrong person for that one. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, that's not even on a list I would ever make. So, Tin Cup. Tin Cup was Happy good. Gilmore. Oh, yeah. Okay, Happy, Happy Gilmore. You know what? I think if it's a comedy, it's fine. It's the silly comedies that work the best, yeah. 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 Uh, Tin Cup is also never going to be on a list of anything for me. So oh, well. I'm sure there are people out there who love it. Uh, not that person. Um, but yeah, so we got golf in, uh, between Goldfinger and uh, bon. Chonery. And so. Bon Chonery. Bon <laughs> uh, they're, they're doing uh, golf. Basically, Bond bets him the Nazi gold that he got uh, <laughs> to uh, Goldfinger. And it's the first quote unquote official time that uh, Goldfinger and Bond meet. We also get to meet officially Oddjob, who uh, this poor fucking guy, loyal to a, a fault. I'll give Oddjob that. He is a loyal henchman. And I think he's up there as far as great hench people go. Yeah. He's memorable. Yeah. Went the silent route a lot like <laughs> Mr. Hinks. Except he he just makes noises. He doesn't talk, but he just makes like a a bird sound or something. I'm pretty sure he was he was mute. Well, he said ah. <laughs> he I thought he was saying something. Oh, okay. Well, that makes sense. <laughs> that makes sense. Hey, old conversation. Anyway, so this golf scene, they yeah. played it like show them play like three holes all the like, way through. All the way yeah. through. Yeah. And who? This should have been cinema uh, suicide. Uh, <laughs> Who was that caddy? And I was going to say, oh. that caddy made the most out of his part, I don't didn't understand. he? he really did. <laughs> I don't understand why the scene was here. Was it just for an opportunity for James to fuck with Goldfinger? Yeah, yeah. Apparently. Was that it? Because we gain no information from this scene at all. No. Just that... They meet, and Bond bets him, and now honestly, he's on Goldfinger's radar. Yeah, he's on Goldfinger's <laughs> yeah. radar, and um, he was able to but, put literally. He's literally tracking him too. Yeah. Well, I mean, I feel like you could have just found his car and threw that track while he on was there. on playing eighteen holes of golf <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> with his henchman and leaving his car. <laughs> you didn't have to play with him. You could have just walked up to him. But anyway, so. This caddy, though, is... God, I hated him. Oh, my God. He he, he was, chewed some scenery. He was invested in <laughs> James's foolery. I hope he got paid well because he was all about this game. <laughs> if, <laughs> we uh, got him now. And the way he, his speaking voice was incredible. When I'm on a Palma. <laughs> that guy. But, sir, it's your honor. Like... Listen, I know we've played golf before, but I have to be 
pretty inebriated to finish an entire game of golf. <laughs> I do not know the rules of golf, apparently. Uh, so it's very interesting. <laughs> and that's the only nice thing I could probably say about that <laughs> in this movie. <laughs> Wild scene. Wild yeah, choice yeah. to include that. Mm-hmm. But at the end of it, when they're chit-chatting, you get to see Odd Job in action for the first time, which was the funnest part of this entire golf course. Yes. Is that the whole so... setup just so he can be Odd Job for a second? <laughs> I, I hope. Goldfinger <laughs> basically goes, "Hey, yo, Odd Job, throw your hat." Yeah. Oh, show him what you can do. Yeah. I think we got to talk about before we jump real heavy. In the, we got to talk about Gert Frobe, who played Goldfinger. Gert Frobe. Yeah, it's quite a name. Uh, <laughs> I did not realize this ever. Uh, and I've seen this movie before a couple of times. Gert Frobe does not speak a word in this movie. His entire uh, dialogue is 80 yard from another human being. Oh, I noticed. It's all, <laughs> yeah. I can, it's all I can notice. Well, I mean, I probably thought, oh, well, it's just like a lot of this movie. They just, he just spoke, you know, 80 yard later on. It's not his voice at all. It's a whole different actor who did his voice. Hmm. And the reason why is because uh, our good friend uh, Cubby Broccoli hired him sight unseen to play this role because he saw him in some German movie. And they asked his agent, they said, oh, can he speak English? And they said, yeah, it's just, he certainly can. He got on set and could not speak English. Huh. So <laughs> I honestly didn't notice <laughs> I, that much. I mean, yeah. I never thought about it. I, I knew he was ADR, but everybody's fucking ADR in this movie. So fun fact. Yeah. So the poor the poor actor who voiced this guy gets no credit ever. It's well, very interesting. I was about to give a fun fact. Oh, go ahead. But also fun fact from you. Uh-huh. Yeah, thank you. Gert Frobe mm-hmm. is the name that Christopher Walken's character and Joe Dirt changes his name to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Just I, I after, knew after going into witness Holy protection, shit. I was racking my brain. I was like, I know that that's from something too, not just the actor. But yeah, that's it. That's a really good pull. I yeah. never knew that. Welcome. Yeah, but it, it. The only reason I bring it up is because I was like, this was a huge movie and everything. It's like it's a shame this guy never did anything else. It's like, oh, he couldn't fucking speak English. That's why nobody wanted to hire him after it. Oh. Uh, okay, so yeah, but yeah, we get to meet Oddjob. Uh, this cat was a, a he was American and he was a wrestler, massive fucking dude to be five eight. Uh, he's sturdy. He's a sturdy dude. He was five eight. Yeah, I would have guessed like five four. Yeah, I looked it up. He was five eight. Okay, it's pretty. He's real wide though. He's a wide. He's dude. thick boy. Yeah, really. But it's fun in the special features that. Uh, they had him like entertaining kids on the set of Goldfinger, and he's like breaking boards and shit with his head and <laughs> kicking the shit out of things. It was like, it was like, well, hey, he seems like a nice guy, very nice guy. Corey, <laughs> is he in Last Action Hero? That's not him. Okay. Oh, I looked it up. I just, so... I just saw that scene. I was like, <laughs> oh man, he Maybe died in him. like '82. So, oh, okay. that's so, right. He did die very young. Okay. Yes. But yes, um, there is a butler character in, in the mansion of the bad guy. And I was like, is that the same guy? They don't look that much alike, but he looks older. So it could be him, but no, it's not him. I guess it was 30 years later. <laughs> yeah. Looked the same. I've, my bad. Um, <laughs> yeah, we won't mention how <laughs> that's interesting on your part. Um, what? No, I was. <laughs> 
I was just alluding to your uh, racist comment you made. Um, anyway. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I kid would you. I love but he's supposed to look like Oddjob. It's intentional. They look very of similar. Of course he is. He's a short, thick dude. <laughs> of course playing he's a supposed butler. to look like um, uh, And this movie doesn't, I mean, <laughs> compared to what the Bond series does with Asian people, I think you'll be okay with that mistake. Um, um, anyways. Yeah, so. so we meet Oddjob. He tells Oddjob to do a trick. Oddjob throws his hat and knocks the head off of a statue. Mm-hmm. And yeah. almost the arm. <laughs> Clips that arm. Yeah. Uh, special effect, you know. Well, it's not stated, but the hat is made of steel, right? There's like it's like yeah. steel it's it's a weird yeah. thing. It it's lined the bottom, like when the hat falls, you can tell there's metal in it. I mean it for what it's worth, it's a pretty decent weapon. Pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. Until you miss. Until you miss. And then, then you gotta go shit. run after your hat. <laughs> well, even if you miss, you gotta get it every time. Yeah. <laughs> you still gotta get it. Like, uh, you can't wear like a bandolier of hats, like no, knockout hats. No. Like that fellow with the fan knives from the <laughs> gondola fight. Oh. Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh, rest in peace. But yeah. And I mean, you gotta. I hope he practices a lot. Seems like he does okay, though. <laughs> yeah, you gotta be pretty good pretty throwing accurate. Him. A hat lined with a metal ring. But anyway, so before the scene ends, uh, Oddjob crushes a golf ball in front of Bond. And, I love that. And then we go on um, a tracking scene where uh, we see uh, Goldfinger get on a, a plane. They, he also ships his car, which I guess uh, doesn't seem that weird because James also gets on a plane and brings his car along as well. This must not have been odd back in 1964. <laughs> yeah. And uh, now that I even think about it, I don't even know if they had Mustangs in Europe at that time period. So Tilly must have shipped that fucking car too. <laughs> Real wild. <laughs> anyway. So oh, uh, we're, we're now in Switzerland, and Bond is tracking uh, Goldfinger and Ajab and his Rolls Royce. Uh they stop on the side of the road, I guess, to get fruit from the Von Trapp family. And uh, at that point, <laughs> Tilly makes a wild shot <laughs> that not only misses Goldfinger, but almost kills James. And then everyone drives away. Bond uh, catches up to Tilly and her Mustang. We don't know if she's Tilly yet, I should probably mention. But uh, just this girl who's randomly shooting in Switzerland. Bond uh, uses his first little trick in the uh, Aston Martin and not just pops both of her tires, but I'd say pretty much damages the entire uh, right side of her car. And she goes off the road. Bond picks her up, uh, is trying to find out a little stuff about her. She kind of lies about her gun that's in a box and says it's her ice skates. Love some ice skates in this movie. Bond drops her off at a gas station, continues on with his mission. Doesn't think any more about her. And then we arrive at Goldfinger's uh, factory in Switzerland, where Bond does a little reconnaissance. And uh, after a quick wardrobe change, uh, sneaks in at night. And goes from a full suit to a spy gear. It's very fun. Yeah. Tactical turtleneck. Yeah. I love a good tactical yeah. turtleneck. It always works out. Um, so at that point, uh, we then find out that Goldfinger's car was actually made of gold, and they're melting it down now. And that's how he's been smuggling the gold. Look at that. 
feel like this mystery has been solved. Bond can go back and report, but oh no. We see Goldfinger, who's chatting with the Asian gentleman. Uh, and if you're unaware, there is uh, 50 to 100 guy, Asian guys in this factory. Wearing I, I had that question. monk outfit. <laughs> yeah. Why and are they he? his henchmen? Is that ever... Because <laughs> they're, they're in Baltimore, it... they're also his henchmen. It's not like just a Switzerland yeah. factor. Oh, no. Yeah. Uh, yeah. These, this is now two movies where Asian gentlemen have been the henchmen of our main bad guy. It's interesting, I guess. But what's even weirder is they're all yellow belts. You would have thought he'd got some black belts. Yeah. Well, it's a color scheme he's going for, you know? Yeah, I guess I so. I, I, I even think... So. <laughs> Look, this is your uniform, okay? <laughs> I have a real scheme. But... <laughs> I really like to stick with it. Uh, Yellow sashes. For everybody. It's wild, but uh, so he he meets this Asian gentleman, and he mentions uh, Operation. I almost said Paperclip. It's not that. It's Operation Grand Slam, right? <laughs> yes. Paperclip. We're not talking about aliens, um, or no Nazis. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. There's that's Project one. Blue Book and Operation Paperclip. <laughs> Nazis and aliens. Anyway, so at that point, Bond hears this, and now we're getting a little idea. Something's coming up. And Bond goes back into the woods where he sees Tilly once again trying to kill uh, Goldfinger. And this time he not only stops her, but sets off a fucking alarm. Let me. So that gun she's using. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. That's an AR7. Oh. Collapsible gun. I had one. Really? It comes into pieces and you can put it into the stock of the gun. Uh, <laughs> And transport it. This is not the only time that that gun makes an appearance in the Bond verse. Really? So I don't remember which movie it is. Okay. But I've seen it. <laughs> I was gonna ask. Well, but... so we'll play a game. We'll we'll spot the AR7 in the future. It's in there somewhere. Um. Okay. It's, uh, a, it's also a 22. Oh, so not a very big gun. <laughs> so at the distance she's at, I don't feel like it's gonna do too much damage to you, old Goldfinger over there. <laughs> And okay. also establish that she is a horrible shot. Uh, 100% terrible shot. I, uh, I had this memory, because, again, I've seen this movie. I had this memory that I thought she said, not ice skating, but, but skiing. I thought she was like one of those <laughs> ski. What's, that, what's that, that thing called where they ski and also shoot? It's a whole other thing. So I thought, she was, I thought she was like a trained biathlon. You know. That would and make like, more oh, sense. This makes sense, but no, that's <laughs> not it at all. No, 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 not not the least. <laughs> so, and also, why did she post up right by that tripwire? I don't, I don't get think that. she saw it. Well, I, I saw it when she laid down, but that's fine. <laughs> so, it would be a very effective booby trap if it was had arrows <laughs> pointing towards it. And... <laughs> that's fair enough. Fair enough. All right. So at this point. We find out that uh, Tilly wants to kill Goldfinger because he killed her sister. And we find out that Tilly is the sister of Jill, uh, our gold-painted uh, seductress from the first half of the movie. Now, uh, maybe it's just me, but anyone else notice that Jill and Tilly have different accents altogether? Yeah. I felt that they were kind of similar. 
Well, uh, Jill sounded like she was from California, and Tilly sounded like she was straight up from Manchester, England. So Jill did not sound like she was from California. You don't think so? Not at all. Where do you think? What was her accent? Well, she sounded American. She's no, she sounded like Swiss or something to me. Really? Jill did? Yeah. I have to go back now. I, I gotta rewatch it. I she, she was not American because that was the first thing I thought. I was like, it's real weird that they didn't make at least one of these people change their accent for this movie, but. Anyway, you'll have to watch it again. Yeah, I'll have to check it out. I thought Jill almost had like a like a mid Atlantic kind of. You know, I mean, how they all sounded that it was like almost an accent sounded foreign. I thought that's kind of what her accent was. Wow. I mean, who? I mean, well, it's, it's nineteen sixty four. Who, who can say? Yeah, it, was it sounded similar to me, but maybe yeah. I'm crazy. We'll go back and check it out. Take uh, it. Take a look. Not that any of our fucking grandfathers cared. They were just getting a chub, but. Watching a half naked woman on screen. Oh, so. yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I will, I will before, any, before any spoilers or anything, say that Tilly Masterson's whole subplot seems so pointless to me. You mean because she dies in three minutes? <laughs> in three minutes after we for, really get an introduction? There's no real reason for her to, I mean, it doesn't move anything along. He, we could have just been like, oh, Bond gets caught. Does he get caught? He gets caught because of her. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It's a weird, it was a. It seemingly seemed, didn't have to be there. Just yeah. a girl's introduced and now she's dead. Oh, yeah. sorry. Well, spoiler. Happens in the next minute. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> I don't know if it's necessary a spoiler. Bond gets into a car chase. And he gets to finally use all of his toys. He gets to use the exhaust, which uh, gets runs a car off a road and explodes in a cinder that's irrational. <laughs> yes. But it was great. <laughs> so... All the yellow belts are now after Bond, and uh, so one runs off the road. Uh, at one point, Bond throws up the shields. They get out, and he just tells Tilly to run, uh, but Odd Job's not having any of that shit. He gets out of the car, and he fucking <laughs> hats her right. In the he neck. hats her right in the neck, dead. Uh, which, you know, I mean, that hat cut a statue and. A statue's head off. He just breaks Jill or Tilly's neck. Well, so yeah, so Tilly dies pretty much immediately. Uh, real rough week for the Masterson family, huh? <laughs> Jesus <Super>. Christ. <laughs> well, we got to bury both of our girls, Jill and Till. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so at that point, uh, they're gonna take Bond back to, uh, Goldfinger's lair, I guess is a nice way to put it. <laughs> I don't understand this. They've captured James. I'm sorry. I'm, no, no, go ahead. They I... captured James at this point mm. and then let him drive his own car yeah. back to the base. <laughs> Not Why did they in... let him drive? Oh, we got no room in our car. He's going to have to use his. <laughs> <laughs> Why didn't they drive his? Because <laughs> we need the to see the ejector seat. We well, need the... to see it. The yellow belts weren't used to driving on the other side of the car. Ah, uh, <laughs> yeah. <yes. laughs> yeah. Doing some real work for this movie. Um, <laughs> but so uh, now comes two of my favorite things I in this love movie. <laughs> this sequence. Bond takes off and we get to see the ejector seat in motion. Uh, again, it, Having this gentleman in the passenger seat pointing a gun at Bond did nothing when he takes off. He just shoot him at that point, but yeah. <laughs> can't do that. 
So Bond launches this gentleman out of the car. And when that goddamn dummy flies out of that car, <laughs> I laugh very loud. Yeah, that was pretty good. But you failed to mention right, bef- like right before that, you're introduced to the babushka. Who's oh, the babushka. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. She's the other half of this <laughs> that I love. Yeah, the gatekeeper. We got she, all these henchmen. And this, Let's get this 89-year-old Polish woman to work the security work checkpoint. The Skirt Ferb's actual mom. Yeah, yeah that is, that's Mrs. Ferb, for sure. So, Ferb. Mrs. Ferb. Did I mention I'm great with names? Seanery and Ferb. Seanery and Ferb. Sounds like a Vegas act. Oh, not okay. until Diamonds Are Forever. Anyway, so... At this point, now, I don't know if you guys caught it, but after he launches Yellow Belt out of the car, he puts it in reverse immediately, and I was thought, oh, is he about to back over this fucking guy? But no, he was just trying to get away. So I laughed that he was backing up over this poor man, got launched out of his car. And then the, my second favorite part of this is our babushka that we saw earlier pulls out a fucking machine gun and his... I didn't say she wasn't capable. No, she's very capable. She got the job done. James Hightail (laughs) ran away from her. Yeah. She unloads on the Aston Martin. But a fun fact I heard Guy Hamilton telling about this particular lady is he said the the first time he... He said he met Alfred Hitchcock business-wise a couple of times, but he said the first time Alfred Hitchcock ever spoke to him is he said... He came up to Guy Hamilton. He said, uh, I watch Goldfinger. He said, I really love that old lady with a machine gun. He said, I wish I'd have done that. (laughs) And he said, he said that was the only conversation he ever had with Alfred Hitchcock. (laughs) He really wished he could have had a strong conversation. Strong conversation. Like like that's what he wanted to do in Psycho. God, wouldn't that have been an interesting movie? Just the old lady just blasting that girl in the shower. I wish I would have done that. Hmm. I wish I would have done that. So at that point, uh, Bond is driving, uh, getting shot at. Uh, Then Bond uh, gets tricked by a mirror and drives straight into a wall. Uh, Bond wasn't good at the chicken game. Destroys the Aston Martin. I have a note that says, odd job looking in the mirror. LOL. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Was he making a yeah. silly face? I, I I can't remember. I don't think yeah, he kinda, was. He was smiling. It's like almost like odd job. That was his idea to put the mirror in. It's like, this will be useful. We have to have a huge mirror at the end of this, this yeah. path. Okay. He basically called it the yellow belts and told them to put a button. They were like, oh, the mirror? Got it. We'll do that. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, Bond is fooled and drives into a wall. And then we enter... Maybe the most iconic scene in Bond history, where we get to the laser beam that's gonna uh, slice Bond's dick off. Right. Which, as we know, his most useful tool that he has. He probably has some things that could be lasered off. Oh, for sure, for sure. Diseases. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I thought you were implying that he wasn't yeah. circumcised. I was like, what? Well, that- oh well. <laughs> Probably not. No. Uh, um, <laughs> let's get you. Uh, let's get you up to speed. Throughout these movies, or throughout <laughs> these scenes, Goldfinger, all of Goldfinger's layers are so awesome. They are it's like mid-century so masterpieces. Cool. That, so the guy who uh, 
did the production design on this was a guy named Ken Adam. Uh, he also did uh, Moonraker, and he created a bunch of cool sets for that. Um, he did these movies for a long time, I guess, until he died. But he did, you know, the folding in desk at the bottom of the rocket for some reason. That yeah, was him. that's right. That was a really yeah. cool part. Yeah, and but yeah, he did all these uh, different sets, and they are fucking gorgeous. Sixties, awesome. yeah, yeah, it's really good. Yeah, for sixties, it's killer. Uh, but yeah, this set was great with the uh, laser. And Bond's doing everything he can to get the fuck out of this situation and just can't seem to manage it. He's honestly not doing oh. a very good job. Yeah, he's, he's yeah. <laughs> his Hail Marys are, are not very good. Uh, no, I know, no. Grand Slam? Uh, yeah. I, 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 I heard you say that. I heard you say, I heard you say something. I, I love the back and forth here because Gold gold Finger. You almost said member. I did. I saw it. Yeah. <laughs> My mouth was like, oh. <laughs> but he has a retort um, ready immediately. He's not having any of James's shit. He doesn't give a shit. Yeah. He's like, no. Yeah. You, you just overheard that. You can't fool me. I love it so much. And I love it. And the best line yeah. Do you expect me to talk? No. I expect you to die. <laughs> so good. So good. Like, I and, don't and that's shit. one of the only lines that actually lines up really well. It looks like he actually said that one, even though I don't think he did. It does. It does. And if you want to see some really terrible ADR, I just thought about this. When he's leading the uh, Chinese gentleman around the factory, when he shows yeah, the... He's um, not even talking. He's not even talking. <laughs> and that voiceover... His mouth is comes, closed. It's absolutely not moving. And there is like six lines of dialogue he delivers. It's really hilarious. Uh, so yeah, at that point, Bond finally... Uh, is able to weasel his way out of the situation. And Goldfinger uh, realizes that maybe Bond is worth more alive than dead. And so at this point, they knock Bond out, uh, turn the laser off. His dick lasts another day. Uh. And, <laughs> and he passes out. Do you guys know how they did that burning table effect from the laser? No. Because they didn't use a laser. No, no, no. Uh, there was a guy up under the table with a torch. Yes. Yep. Uh -huh. He was doing it underneath. Yeah, and he had to actually have someone up there, and someone's having to tell him yeah. you're getting too close. Yeah, <laughs> he was just burning it, melting it. It's like Which an acetylene it? torch, just getting yeah. really hot. Yeah. Yeah. All right, and guys, uh, my, my ass is on fire right now. Please, yeah. please, please. Can we please cut? <laughs> no union rules here. <laughs> <laughs> you take it. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, say everything you want. Practical effects, practical sets are a hundred million times better than a CGI. I mean, this scene would be done with green screen now out the asshole. And it just looks so much richer when it's practical. Yeah. And I know how simple it probably was with that laser. Looked pretty cool when the when the <laughs> coils turned on, and I was like, "Oh, that's pretty cool looking for a sixties <laughs> for like a nice sixty a special effects in nineteen sixty four It was not bad it was I've seen movies made now that have worse, so Jesus Christ, but yeah, uh so at that point, Bond is knocked out and wakes up on Goldfinger's private jet, and guys, we get introduced to I'm gonna go ahead and say it. The wildest name 
for any Bond girl that has ever existed. And that is one miss. Pussy galore. Here's what I want to know. Yeah. I want to know this. When they hired her, and her name was Honor Blackman, I wonder if she was like, I would love to take a job as long as it's nothing like weirder than my current name. It's going to be fun. And they said, oh, hold on tight. (laughs) Well, (laughs) uh, we decided it's going to be Pussy Galore, which I know we talked about it with Holly Goodhead about when (laughs) when did head become the universal acknowledgement for a blowjob. I was trying to think, when did when did we just start referring to it as pussy? You know what I mean? Like, because this she was in the book. That uh, Ian Fleming wrote in the 50s. She was in this book. So that means he had to know it 20, 30 years prior. So this has been around since what, turn of century? This term, I guess? I don't know. I don't I mean, I, I think that are people was, interested in that? I mean, <laughs> I'm going to guess that they was probably referred to as a kitty. And that sounds weird now, but I bet you that was more. That that predated pussy that they referred to a vagina as kitty. This is a weird conversation, but <laughs> well, I'm, I, I think that's sh- how I think that's the correlation. I think that's how it became what it is. Yeah. So I think we also got to talk about. Uh, there was some great uh, Honor Blackman was on the special features for this movie, and she was talking about uh, the name and the implication. So it was talked about that she was quite aware of what it meant and everything. And apparently, uh, they could not, uh, on all the movie posters in 64, uh, they could not put her title of who she was playing on any of the posters. Mm. So it would be like, uh, Sean Connery as James Bond, uh, Gert Frobe, what that's his name, right? Yep. Okay, yep, as Goldfinger. <laughs> and then Honor Blackman. Uh, didn't say who she was. They weren't allowed to put it on anything. So Pussy Galore. Yeah. Now the galore part really throws me off. Is you think it's like a really good one or like a really big one? I see it. I thought it's <laughs> adjective <Showered>. adjective <laughs> based. Yeah, showered in it. Yeah. Yes. It's everywhere. Um now, before I get too much into the plane scene, I do want to ask you guys, you were two uh, seemingly heterosexual gentlemen, uh, did Pussy come off a little lesbianish to you guys? Did she give you a vibe? Uh, and I'm not talking about later in the movie when, of course, Bond has to fuck her, but I mean, when we're... <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, they're not... Connery's not going to do a movie with a girl he can't fucking fuck on TV <laughs> or screen, so... But when we're first kind of introduced to her, for me, she feels a little queer-coded, a queer-coded character. Just the way she dresses, the way she rebuffs Bond and is so uninterested in anything about him. Like, I, I mean, you could take it that way. Mm-hmm. I mean, she also had an all-female pussy patrol. She sure did. Flight Her yeah. circus, yeah. <laughs> that uh, she couldn't have been more happy to greet at the airport. She's also, uh, I think she's just a woman in a man's profession, and she's got to put on that, you know, that demeanor to be taken seriously. Well. Especially in this time. It, yeah, yeah. I don't so... I guess she could be a lesbian, Andrew. Oh, okay. No, I'm just kidding. Okay. No, it could go either way. It could go either way. <laughs> I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna withhold. 
Yes. <laughs> get you get All right. <laughs> not to mention her name. Like um, she's just not that interested in James, and she's yeah. putting okay. up the biggest, the biggest wall. Well, there is only there's a reason I brought this up because apparently, and by the way, if you want to have a good time, Google the following term: pussy galore lesbian. You get some great. Re- oh my god. <laughs> And you're interested in those things? <laughs> uh, I think you're missing what I'm saying. Um, I wanted to see if anyone else had this thought. And apparently, uh, in the novels, it is not said that she is a lesbian, but she does not sleep with James. And it is referred to that she is a... The book describes her as a very masculine woman. So I think in 1964, you can't say, oh, well, this character's a lesbian. And plus, Connery's not going to do a movie where he can't fuck everybody he comes into. So so it's a little interesting that I don't think she played it that way. But for me, it, it was a little bit when she, she came off a little bit. But neither here nor there. Anyway, so James oh, wakes, right. up the <laughs> wakes up Found on the plane. Wakes up Found it less interesting than I did. All right. <laughs> wakes up on not the plane. That, that's not that it's less interesting. It's, that it's dicey. It's just that we're not queer. <laughs> yes. You can I don't speak to say, it. I don't want to say someone comes off as... That's, that's fair. I think that's she fair. was just it, having to hold her own in, in her profession. But okay. James well, wakes up. I like up. that you are... James wakes Promoted up. Promoted strong woman. Yes, James wakes up and it. Pussy's point, there staring at him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just how a lot of men like to wake up. He gives a good response to it. <laughs> she, she says her name and he goes, I must be dreaming. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> also, I love James's five o'clock shadow in the airplane scene. I do I too. She didn't shave. Shaves it he immediately. Looks so good. It, it looks fine. Like, why shave that off? Uh, but yeah, I thought he looked great with the five o'clock shadow. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, I know this is going off topic, but Corey, I know you and I talked about Kindergarten Cop recently. I just found out that in Kindergarten Cop, that first scene with Schwarzenegger, where he has a five o'clock shadow, is not a real beard. No, it's oh, I thought it's so not real. It looks. I like never it, fucking knew that. <laughs> it looks like someone sneezed that hair on him. It's pretty bad. <laughs> That blew my mind. I was like, oh, I've always thought that was a real cool Schwarzenegger look. Like Sean Connery. Not real. Sean Connery. Arnold Schwarzenegger cannot grow a beard. (laughs) Could you imagine Sean Connery in Kindergarten Cop? That's a real movie. Be great. (laughs) So, yeah, at that point, uh, Bond, uh, basically, again, we have an Asian flight attendant. (laughs) Really keeping a theme here. Uh, And Pussy is the pilot. We find out that she is Goldfinger's personal pilot, etc. Anyway, so James goes into the bathroom to shave, and he places the mini tracker in the heel of his shoe. That's a pretty cool little thing, I thought. I like the shoe trick. And uh, I guess just toys with the flight attendant, because there's two-way mirrors and a clock. And How many peepholes did this bathroom have? Yeah. And what per Goldfinger, you pervert. He's, yeah, honestly, he's just, he's just a big old perv. Yeah. I'm going to put all these peepholes. Yeah, because no one thought beforehand, well, if we have a prisoner on the plane, we kind of want to see what they're doing in the bathroom. <laughs> yeah. We're going to put two holes. We're going to let them up, get up to shave. Yeah. You know. No. I want to keep an eye on them. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Goldfinger is a giant pervert. <laughs> he looks like I don't know like if you it. knew this, but Gert Frobe changed his name to Pert Frobe later on. <laughs> <laughs> It 
it's it's you know what? it shouldn't be funny, but it made me laugh. It made me laugh, Corey. <laughs> All right. So at this point, we uh we are landing in Kentucky. Uh, M has a conversation, a pointless conversation with Felix. Then Felix is like, "Okay, we'll go to Kentucky to uh do some recon on what Bond's doing." Uh, they land at the airport. We see that Pussy has a flying circus. And I, my thought when I saw this was, how many perverts showed up to this fucking thing and was really let down that it wasn't what they thought? Because it says Pussy Galore's Flying Circus. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. I forgot that was on the, yeah. the marquee. <laughs> it, was on, it had like a dozen signs. Like, Wait, these <laughs> bitches just fly airplanes? <laughs> Or is this just a circus with naked women? This is great. <laughs> what a show that would be. Yeah. They, Mitch McConnell was there. Um, <laughs> do that never-ending handkerchief trick out the... You know, they were right. There's pussy galore in this fun circus. <laughs> it's everywhere. It's everywhere. Oh, uh, a lot of refunds when they found out it was just a bunch of women who flew planes. <laughs> they didn't like that at all in Kentucky. And that, and then at that point, they bring Bond to Goldfinger's hideout, which is also a horse farm. Stud farm. Stud farm. Yeah. That's right. Uh, stud, horses play a, not a huge part in this, but seemingly play a really big part in A View to a Kill. So when I thought about that, I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. A lot of things in Bond repeats itself is what you'll come to determine. Well, yeah. It's interesting, you know, we're not really doing this in order, but there's been through lines every single movie, so it's kind of fun. Yeah, so far. And again, the stud farm offices are awesome. Absolutely incredible. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely incredible. I mean, every- that that room, that model room, <laughs> I was like, yeah. I would be the coolest thing in the let's, world. At. Let's go ahead and jump into it. The the fucking showmanship with Goldfinger is off the charts. This guy he is excellent. Uh, if you can, if you say anything about him, exceptional when it comes to models. Now I think <laughs> that they this scene they just wanted to show off all this. Oh, absolutely! Yeah, because it was nonsense. <laughs> yeah, there was no reason what are it should exist. What these mobsters doing? The Why? mobsters, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Can we get to that? Yeah. Well, I we mean, that's where we're at. We're at there. Yeah. We're there. We're yeah. at there. <laughs> yeah. We're so <laughs> this wild uh, scene where, again, one of the most beautiful sets I've ever seen and have no joke dreamed if I ever became an insanely rich person, I would really want like a game room or something that's the Goldfinger room that is is really an exact replica yeah exactly that's awesome it does all the same pointless movements it's got all these random not (laughs) real mobster mobsters you know still just fort knox in the middle (laughs) that doesn't change yeah Yeah. (laughs) i gotta tell you as i watched this i was like you know powerpoint really shut down the model making business didn't it sure did (laughs) this is no use none of this would be used today i fucking whatever i I would love to. I think they would really compliment each other. Oh, you have the model on the table. Mm-hmm. People can like, oh, I can see it. Doing now. your presentation? Yeah. yeah. yeah oh, nice don't get me wrong. Once again, if I ever become insanely rich, I will have an exact replica <laughs> of that model. Yeah, on my floor. 
make no two ways about it. Uh, so yeah, so essentially, Goldfinger uh, has brought all these mobsters from around the country in. He has gotten different things from them. I'm imagining some of them got army outfits or whatever the case may be. But anyway, they've gotten him materials. He's promised them to give him a million dollars, but he throws in a little catch. If you just wait till tomorrow, I'll give you $10 million. So now everybody's interested except for a little mobster named Han Solo. So once... uh, did you catch his name? I did. It, it's it, Solo. It was great. It's, it's so hot. Yeah, it's just Solo. Okay. Yeah, it was show. a it's fucking. A you know, this used to Listen, be a comedy podcast. Hey, you know, um, <laughs> hey, at the end of the day, do not besmirch on Solo like that. How dare you compare the two? That is oh the most pointless person ever. And, and I have a huge problem with his scene. Are you I'll, saying Han Solo is the most pointless person? No, no. Mr. I'm, Solo, this person here. Also, <laughs> why did Goldfinger offer them this? Just to kill them two minutes Just later? Just to kill no, them? No, oh. no, not even that. Like, why? Like, what's the benefit of them waiting one more day for him? Did he not have the money? Oh, I'm Is sure that he what did. he's saying? I, he's, he's implying that he's going to steal all the money from Fort Knox, and then he would give them his newfound gold. That he, yeah. So he didn't. But that's why not Why wouldn't he just say, wait till tomorrow, and I'll give you one million? I I still don't understand why. Okay, why pay them nine million more dollars? <laughs> well, for he was, no reason. Well, the the what we find out is he was just going to kill him anyway. So right. all the only reason this scene exists is I imagine just to show off the set design and give you an idea the plan. Yeah, and Slam. go over pro, you know Operation Grand Slam. But those mobsters were such terrible actors. ADR'd as well, <laughs> oh, by the way. God. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Oh my god! Yeah, Every, they they found him on the street somewhere and said, "You want to be in a movie?" Uh, but yeah, so everybody in that scene is a pointless side character that kind of didn't need to exist, but I guess the movie felt they needed to be there. So after Goldfinger goes over the entire plan, there's one holdout, and it's a Mister Solo. God forbid I call him Han Solo. Corey loses his fucking mind. But um, so Mr. Solo, <laughs> and he decides that he wants his million dollars in gold now, and he's going to leave. And so they exit the room, and that's that for the meeting. Uh, so we go downstairs, and James is uh, toying with a yellow belt that's guarding his door and <laughs> does a quick, uh, I won't even say a quick trick, just does a random... He gives it's him a, a peekaboo. He does. He it's a peekaboo. It's a, a peekaboo. <laughs> That's a good way to put it, Corey. He does a peekaboo with this man and then <laughs> climbs up the fucking wall, embraces himself, and uh, Yellow Belt falls for it, goes in the cell, and gets knocked out promptly. Sneak attack. Sneak attack. But I like how he lured him into the room. He just winks at him. Yeah. Like a come hither wink. <laughs> yeah. And the guard, Yellow Belt, was like, all right. I mean, hey, it's the 60s. I'm down for whatever. Let's see what's going on farm. in there. Yeah. I mean, it, let's be honest. It is Sean Connery with, and at his zenith. And he looks pretty damn good. So, yeah. So, knocks out this gentleman. And then, uh, he, again, a lesser movie would not have shown you the inner mechanisms of how this room works, but this movie goes for it. <laughs> it sticks his head right up inside the Fortnite. Yeah. 
So yeah, Bond is underneath the model, uh, listening to the plan. Just peeping. Just peeping. Peeping through the, beep, beep. the model. And then at that point, uh, two of the manliest hands you'll ever see grab <laughs> Bond's ankles. Oh, a little callback to uh, earlier. <laughs> <laughs> They snatch, uh, they snatch Bond down and throw him against the wall, and then he turns around and it's pussy. <laughs> Once again, with he turns around and it's pussy. It's pussy. <laughs> which this is the only movie of which you can say that, and it's accurate. <laughs> I'm sure there's other movies you, you can know say. what. You can there's say probably that. a lot. You, you know, say. there's some very specific movies where you can say that. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> Man gets thrown in the wall, turns around, and it's pussy. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, she's there. Uh, back to her feminine hands, though. She got rid of those man hands. And she is uh, staring at James. And James delivers a line here, which is something. He said, pussy, who taught you judo? Now, I will go ahead and say I'm not a judo expert, but was there anything particularly judo about what she did? Uh, not right there. Okay. No, All right. So like an ankle pull. <laughs> That's, yeah. Uh, real out of place, that line. It's just she a yoink, do, really. That's all that is. She, yeah, yeah. She yoinked yeah. She does judo later. She does. I did, and I wanted to bring that up because apparently Honor Blackman is a big judo uh Person. Judoka. A, judoka. Yeah, she does Jodu. 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 Rise up. Shari. Rise up lights. Holy fuck. Anyway, so at that point, uh, they capture Bond again. Like, he gets captured 18 <laughs> times in this movie. So much. Uh, so they take him back to the cell, but then we cut to uh, Mr. Solo, who is having his car loaded up by Oddjob with gold bullion. Uh, they're going to send him off uh, to the wild yonder, <laughs> I guess, with his money. And uh, I guess he's just going to take this ride from Oddjob, and everybody comes out and gives him a salute. Uh, Too bad you didn't want to do this. Have a great day. And then Bond slips the tracker into Solo's pocket uh, so Felix and the CIA can track uh, where Mr. Solo is going. So now at this point, I don't know if, how you guys feel about it, but it feels like we take about a 15-minute left turn in this story to show you everything that happens to Mr. Solo from the time he leaves that fucking stud farm until he dies and his car is crushed. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, feels a little excessive for what we're trying to do here. Because Oddjob drives him to a secluded location, shoots him, drives away. Uh, Felix and his partner is tracking the tracker. And of course, because we're in Kentucky... Where's Felix eating at? A goddamn KFC. So <laughs> we get a KFC shot in this movie. And Oddjob takes the car to a dump, crushes the car, 
And this was another thing in the special features they talked about. They said they were saying all the crew members that were there for this car crushing scene were like really upset because they got a brand new, they bought a brand new Lincoln just for it to be crushed. Beautiful car. It was. And then it drives off in this beater. What is that truck? <laughs> we should have flipped these. But well, I guess it would have been suspicious if they would have taken yeah. All right, come on, Solo. We're going yeah. to drive you in this 61 Camino Dotson. or whatever that thing is. I, it was a wild look. At, and what was great is when they put the wreckage of the car <laughs> in the truck. That car, that truck starts scraping so fast. It was I, pretty wild. Uh, uh, this scene, no payoff. Bond tries to pull a scheme so they can find the plans. That doesn't pay off. They nope. knew he was at the stud farm the whole time and then followed him and then just ended up back at the stud farm seeing him safe yeah. and sound. Solo gets killed before he gets crushed. But fucking Oddjob could have gotten out and pulled the gold out instead of having to sit <laughs> yeah. through it later. What yeah. was that? Like, why on earth? Yeah. And why? then, why? And then yeah. pull <laughs> extra work. Go to the junkyard. <laughs> put him in the, the weird truck. I don't Put the dead body in the weird truck. I don't know. Yeah. And then Goldberg this wasn't even so- mad. He was like, I gotta go I gotta go sip this gold out. Like, I would have been so mad. Like, you didn't <laughs> want to take the gold out before he crushed the whole car. What a fucking idiot. <laughs> what an absolute moron. Also, since Goldfinger just murdered all the mobsters anyways, yeah, why, why didn't he just did they do, do that? that? <laughs> he could have just yeah, chopped him in the back of the neck on his way out and done. Or he could have just said, Okay, wait here, I'm gonna go get your gold. You other guys wait here too. Yeah. Gas them all. Gas them all. Such a weird theatrical. So that it's, Bond could see him, I dumb. There's no real reason why any of that. But happened. I will say, Oddjob murdering that guy in the back seat might be the most dark murder in all James Bonds. <laughs> I don't know. It's oh, why? I still think that poor lady who got torn apart by dogs and Moonraker. That's pretty oh, fucked up. That's true. yeah. That's true. that's gonna be yeah. hard to beat. Yeah, that but one. As, as far as like a real bad guy move, yeah, shooting someone in the chest in the backseat of a car is. I mean, but here's the thing: pretty godfathery. It is pretty godfathery, but Solo should know better. When you park in the middle of nowhere, what do you think's about to happen? The, the second they pass the airport, he had a gun on him. He probably I would have pulled that gun up like, you're not going to the airport, I'm gonna shoot you in the back of the head. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. You fucking boiler hat asshole. <laughs> uh anyway, so yeah. I personally well, I'll talk about it later. Anyway, so we get back to the stud farm, and uh, we see Pussy and Bond, or Pussy and Goldfinger talking. Pussy throws me off every time. Uh, they're talking. Uh, he's really creepy rubbing her hand um, and ask her to put on something a little more revealing, and they're going to bring Bond out to show that he's still alive, etc. So they bring Bond out. They offer him a uh, mint julep. And I gotta say, I looked up a mint julep. It doesn't sound like a bad drink. Oh, they're Actually, good. Pretty, they're pretty. Are taste, they? Yeah. Crushed ice is everything with that drink. That is the official drink of the Kentucky Derby. Indeed. It, and the Preakness. Yeah. And the Preakness. I don't know anymore. <laughs> the Belmont. I do. Wow. Okay. Um, so we got anyways, the Derby, the Preakness, so, the Belmont, Goldfinger's Farm. All uh, right. 
Goldfinger wants to parade Bond because doesn't he know he's being watched? Because yeah. Felix is just not doing there. anything. Yeah, <laughs> no, just clearly like they're doing observation, but he's just like right there. Yeah, everybody spots them. Yeah, they're like, not hiding. Yeah, they're just wearing they've got their big white Cadillac parked yeah. there. Just <laughs> leaning on the fence. <laughs> just, <laughs> he's just like, oh, typical just, James. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, so yeah, so the and, the CIA has to offer. Yeah. <laughs> this old man and his even older partner standing <laughs> in between two trees with no backup. So at this point, Bond comes, and of course, James talks about how he figured out. To the exact calculation how long it would take Goldfinger to remove all the gold. (laughs) Just while he was sitting in his prison cell, he figured all this out. And then Goldfinger breaks the news that he he says, well, who said I was going to steal it? And then Bond, once again, within split seconds, (sighs) figures this whole plan out. He's going to detonate a bomb. And the exacting like year that almost one year off of, of when the gold would no longer be radioactive. Yeah, <laughs> so, exactly. How do you know that? <laughs> yeah. So essentially, they're going to now. Once again, I I am not a ballistics ex- expert at all. Sex expert. So I am part of that. But anyway, so <laughs> heavy on it? the balls. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't a nuclear explosion within that facility melt all the gold? Am I wrong on that? But gold remains gold. If it melts, yeah, it doesn't. Okay. I mean, I don't know what grade of a nuclear device this was. <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't know what its blast radius is. But if it melted the gold, it would just then solidify as gold again. Yeah, just like yeah. in a giant. And it wouldn't be ingots anymore. No, no. Big old chunk of gold. Okay. But either way, even if it melted them, Goldfinger's plan would remain the same because yeah. then the gold would just be gone and yeah. his would be worth more just based mm-hmm. on a supply issue. Yeah. So he wins either way. Yeah, it's a win-win for him. So basically, Bond figured out, you're, I'm gonna explode. he's going to explode a nuclear weapon inside of Fort Knox. It's going to make the gold radioactive for 30 years, I believe they said. And it's going to send Western economic system into uh, disarray. And the all this, so Goldfinger's collection of gold rises in price. Right. Bond so, loves this plan. He does. He has <laughs> a great plan. He's, he's like, wow. Oh, man. This is really good. You know. Can I and it's super it? villainous because he intends to kill, like, what did he say? Like 60,000 people in the, in the surrounding area? With to the do gas. Yeah. The gas, yeah. The, the gas, gas that, is, is that as, as we know, is not, uh, it is very lethal. It's not a non-lethal gas, as he initially said. <laughs> yeah. It, it will kill them all. Yeah. It's going to kill everybody in the radius. Uh, so now Bond knows the plan and for whatever reason, uh, decides to still keep Bond alive and they're pals. Yeah. They're best friends now and sends him off with pussy to do judo throws in the barn. (laughs) Yeah. That's what they do. And then they have sex. Yeah. And then they have sex. And this is where that forceful kiss comes in that yeah, Corey so was talking James about. James's foreplay is just, just be 
forceful until they give in. Yeah, until just, they get so fucking tired of dealing with you. <laughs> yeah. Slow press and do a kiss. Yeah. He just mushed his whole face and body on her. <laughs> yeah. It worked. She was into it mm-hmm. in the end, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I, I, honestly, she was probably like, well, God damn, if you throw me one more time. <laughs> <laughs> they were just tossing each, tossing each other in this barn. Uh, so then we do a dissolve into the next day, uh, where all the planes are starting, Pussy Galore's Flying Circus. The Pussy Patrol. The Pussy Butcher. God, much better name for this group. Yeah. They really missed an opportunity yeah. there. Uh, so yeah, anyway, so they're taking off and they start letting the gas out. And once you know what the end result of all this is, the more you think about it, the amount of coordination it took to get everybody on board with this plan is astounding. Yeah. Because every, after the planes pass by, everybody passes out or quote unquote passes out. And then once every, once everybody seems like they're knocked out, that's when Goldfinger's team moves in to Fort Knox to uh, infiltrate. Uh, one thing about this scene that... <laughs> I was like, well, that seemed unnecessary. Was how much explosives they used on that fucking rickety gate to get into Fort Knox. Eh, it didn't feel like we needed to use all that explosive to get into that apartment gate. But uh, explosions are always good, though. It doesn't hurt my feelings. It just seemed excessive. But that's fine. Uh, and then we get to see, I liked this, we get to see what the laser, uh, put the laser to use, cut through the... Uh, uh, metal doors to Fort Knox. That was pretty cool. Yeah, I like that it wasn't yeah. just a torture laser. Yeah. <laughs> you know? It, yeah. It has more than one purpose. Uh, and then we're surrounded with yellow belts again. So all the yellow belts go in. Uh, they're getting everything ready. Uh, they drag uh, Goldfinger lands with Bond. Pussy's driving the helicopter, of course. Everybody gets out. Odd jobs there. The gang's all here. Uh, and again... Give it to Ken Adam for his set design. That vault, the way it opened, looked amazing. And the actual vault room, yeah. where the last part of this movie takes place, fantastic. Pretty cool. It's great shit. Yeah. And that is a lot of gold. Yeah. It was, <laughs> it's a lot of gold. Uh, I wonder what, obviously, Fort Knox does not look this nice. I wonder what it does look like, though. Probably, what, caves and shit? Just uh-huh. Caves? Yeah, green gods. Green gods. <laughs> yes. <laughs> there are green god elves all through it. Uh, so at this point, uh, we now set up the bomb has been armed, and Bond is then handcuffed to the atomic bomb. And they're moving it into the, uh, I guess we're going to call this the safe room or the vault. The vault's we'll good. The vault. Yeah, the vault. Yeah. So they move it into the vault. Uh, and Odd Job follows Bond in there with another uh, Goldfinger henchman. But then we're in for a surprise. None of the people who passed out earlier are actually knocked out. It was all a ruse. They were actually supposed to be dead. Yeah, they were supposed to be dead. So everybody wakes up, coordinated effort, everybody gets up at the same time. And they start uh, getting into a gunfight with Goldfinger's people. Uh, yeah, and we'll say that 
like the whole army was involved yeah, in this. the entire army uh everybody involved and then goldfinger really plans ahead he pulls a fast one. he does <laughs> He, I love Goldfinger. He is really good, actually. I he doesn't get enough credit. He's a great villain. Um, but I love that. Takes off. <laughs> he has a German <laughs> accent still, though, as a U.S. general that he's like parading as. And then yeah. Like, oh yeah. This is real. Fuck. They are. They are in there. Like what? <laughs> yeah. Takes off the jacket. He's wearing a full fledged general's uniform, and I. I gotta say, I think Goldfinger's gun, his revolver is the gold one. Yeah, yeah. is far superior to the actual golden gun uh, in the next movie we're gonna watch. Right, right, yeah. I love that. Re- I love that golden revolver. That was cool as hell. Also, nobody questioned why a general would be using wielding that, such, but, a, such a yeah. weapon. It was, there was a lot of chaos going on. Sure, you I know, guess nobody could investigate away with things. Yeah, nobody could investigate. Well, it seems like Goldfinger is escapes. But then Oddjob really shows his muster and his dedication to his job because that vault closes. And when that guy tries to get out, Oddjob's like, nope, we got to die for this cause. Yep. <laughs> we're, we're dying here, asshole. <laughs> and all for what? So gold members, gold, gold up, up. There, went. there it is. <laughs> It took a while, actually. It did. I, one. It really took longer than I expected. But yeah, so Hot Job is doing all this just so his boss's hoard of gold can go up in price. He's willing to die for some shit. He's willing to die to for a, a monetary villainous cause. Yeah. Good for him, I suppose. Anyway, he throws his uh, co-worker off the... Uh, <laughs> It's co-worker. <laughs> Throws him right off the top. Pal. <laughs> yeah. You took my drink from the fridge. That's what this is really about. That the hate never left. The hate never left. Threw him throws him down, kills him. But then Bond remembers. Oh, he's got the key in his pocket. So Bond. I'm gonna go ahead and say uh drags that atomic weapon <laughs> with no care in the world uh slinging it around as if it's not dangerous and gets the key <laughs> i loved this whole sequence so odd job sees james about to unlock the handcuffs and then runs down 900 flights of stairs and it shows him it shows just, he's just panicked like damn it <laughs> it might have been a real time. <laughs> I think it was. Yeah. It took. It's matter. Of, <laughs> matter of fact, it shouldn't have took James that long to unlock those cups. No, no. <laughs> it's actually it's thoughtful consideration on Oddjob. He's like, I've got this one weapon and one shot. I got to make sure I'm at least five five flights down before I give it a go. Yeah. I got to get in half throwing distance. <laughs> yeah. ASAP. I gotta. I gotta make this count. So, yeah, so Oddjob and Bond start to have their final fight. <laughs> final fight of the movie, really. And obviously, Oddjob is one badass dude because nothing James is throwing is affecting him in any way. <laughs> he just takes a 10 pound gold bar to the chest. Yeah. <laughs> Not to mention, like, three or four face punches from James. He just smiles. Yeah. 
He's having a great time with all this. Having a wonderful time. The one thing I... Oddjob's big move here is like most the most devastating blow he lands. He chops James in the stomach. Yeah. I was like, that's just you is never it, see a chop to the stomach. No, that's a new one. That's a rare. That's a rare one. And these movies love a chop. Like oh, yeah. this is the most novel. And the people that make these movies minds that is the coolest way you could hit someone apparently, but one hundred percent the least effective. <laughs> I mean, not one hundred percent. It killed Harry but... Houdini. Yeah. Well, punch. He, he punch took a to chop. Get. He took a punch to the gut. Oh, see, wasn't a chop. Yeah, but he's chopping pretty hard. <laughs> <clears throat> so okay, so full disclosure here, uh, I will say that while they're in this fight, and you know when he throws Bond, Bond hits the ground, he gets back up. I don't know what it was, and I didn't notice this the entirety of this movie. But it was in this scene where I was looked at Bond and his hair looked really weird. And then it was in this scene that I realized, oh, Sean Connery's wearing a fucking wig. That's why his hair looks so goddamn weird. Huh. I, that, I was like... Didn't notice it. I, I didn't think about it the whole movie. And then when this was happening, I was like, holy shit. That, yeah, Sean Connery's a bald man. It makes sense. He's wearing a tube. He's wearing a, he's wearing a tube. Yeah. Had to look that up too. It didn't, was didn't catch it. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's a really good tube. It's re- you know, it's for sixty four. This is a great hairpiece. A lot, um, a lot better than what uh, old Elton John's wearing these days. Yeah, continue, so Corey. <laughs> I do have a question I should have asked a moment ago, but oh. did did we question like I did the 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 vaults uh, key signature like the 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 way they were getting in and out of it. How did they know this? Because, because this is a plot point. Goldfinger's, they do not go over. Goldfinger's crew had a device to do it. And then the army had a, a similar device or they used the same one and just were like, didn't have to think about how to use that thing. Didn't have to think about the combinations. It was just like, put that in. You're right in the, the most the, yeah. the heavily guarded vaults in the United States. Yeah. The password was like one, two, three, four. Yeah. It was yeah. really bad. <laughs> Super simple to get up in. It's I to guess they figured in. the hardest part is to get in. Once you're in, why make the combo hard? Why even fuck around? So at this point, uh, Bond throws Oddjob's hat. It sticks into some bars. There has through this fight, it's already been established that a uh, Oddjob threw his hat. It cut a electrical wire. It's on the ground. So, odd job again, just smiling, having a great time before this bomb blows up. Goes to retrieve his hat, and as soon as he grabs it, Bond sticks the electrical wire to the fence, and odd job is killed. Another electri- electrocution in this movie. Yep. Two of them. Shocking. Pretty, yeah, shocking. So, uh, I also heard that in this scene, the, the guy who played odd job uh, was not aware that. If something's going wrong, you should probably let somebody know. He just thought you shouldn't ruin a shot. And he got like second degree burns from this effect when he grabbed that hat. Just, and he just kept holding it. And they, just like his character. He's he just is, committed. He's committed. My yeah. God. I love yeah. this guy. And he told him afterwards, he's like, I don't think I can do that again. My hands really burned. <laughs> they were like, Jesus Christ. Did you get the shot? Yeah. Did you guys get the shot? Oh, thank God. So, Oddjob is dead. It's now up to Bond. 
to turn off this alarm. Uh, we open it up, and it is the most <laughs> goofy Willy Wonka fucking setup inside of this nuclear bomb. With well, it's, everything. A, it's a dirty bomb. It's not supposed to be clean. You know what? It, you know what? It's a fair point, Corey. It's a dirty bomb. And so <laughs> I do like this, though. The fact that Bond's freaking out I trying to turn it off. I love it. <laughs> so a guy comes up behind Bond out of nowhere and flips a switch that cuts this off. It's like it probably said off. Switch. off. Yeah. James is trying to figure out what cord to cut. This is this big off button. This guy literally flicks a switch on this thing. It turns off. And of course, the time stops at 007, which I don't hate. I actually kind of like. <laughs> I was like, it's cheesy, but I kind of enjoyed that. Uh, so... The day is saved. Uh, now, correct me if I'm wrong. I don't believe there's a big transition here. It's just Bond arrives at the airport, and he's going to meet the president. Is that yep. where we go to next? Yeah. Yep. So uh, Bond gets to the airport. Uh, Felix tells him the president wants to meet him. And I don't know if I just wasn't really thinking it through, but so this is 1964. Bond is going to meet... Lyndon Johnson, which, okay, fine. But then I was like, holy shit. John F. Kennedy died the year, was killed the year before this. That, as far as historical perspective, that was wild for me. It was like, oh, yeah, fuck. That's interesting. This movie came out a year later, but only to me, apparently. And so. <laughs> We're just being introspective. We agree. It's, 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 uh, it's, okay. I didn't think, I didn't think about that. So it's interesting. Yeah. So, uh, anyway, so he's going to go meet Lyndon Johnson. He gets on the plane. Felix lets him know they stocked it full of liquor because we need to address Bond does have an alcohol problem. But anyway, so Bond's on the flight, and somehow Goldfinger, a 300-pound, six-foot man, (laughs) has snuck onto this plane and is hiding until they get up in the air. And he comes out, and it's now time that he's going to kill Bond. I love that Goldfinger is just always scheming from the moment we meet him. Yeah. He's just, he's always, he's always up to something. Yeah. He's always got something to do. Not to mention single-handedly tied up three American soldiers <laughs> and, threw, and left them in the bunker. I love that he made, he made pussy galore come along to He's like, I'm mad at you, but you got to fly me around for this scheme. Well, I think she's there to fly, just to fly James. I think even Felix mentions that, that Pussy's oh. in the cockpit. Oh, I didn't yeah. get in the catch Because Pussy switched the canisters and like, oh, she's a good one. Right, right, yes, right. Yes, yeah. I think we should go ahead and say it's implied right after they switch the bomb off that Felix notes that Pussy's the reason all this happened because she notified them and they replaced the gas. And he, of course, and Sean Connery has to give a, oh, not, she's a... Uh, but yes, excuse me. Bond Shonery has to give not that. Yeah, she's a great person. Yeah, she's a hero. He said, "Well, I must have appealed to her motherly instincts." <laughs> yes, <laughs> which that's not a good line. Ugh. No, it's not a good <laughs> motherly. Line. Yeah, it's not a good line. It really downgrades everything she did. Wait, so you fuck her as your her son? <laughs> what are you saying, James? Yeah, at worst he was. At worst he was like, 
She's a dumb fucking woman. I told her that all these people were going to die. Oh my God. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that's essentially what James said. I told her all these people were going to die, and it made her uterus vibrate, and she told you guys. <laughs> I judo tossed her into submission. Fucked <laughs> her brains till they worked right. It is funny that doing the most the most Sean Connery accent, though his is so muted in this. Built yeah. to a motherly instinct. <laughs> a motherly instinct. I shake the shit out of her till her brain was goop. She has CTE. Oh my god. Uh, oh, Jesus. Yeah, just a really degrading line. About someone who just saved so many people. Um sixty thousand people. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, so Goldfinger is there. He's He and James get into it on the plane. Goldfinger shoots a hole through a window. And all shit breaks loose in this plane. And I don't know how you guys felt about it, but when it sucked giant fucking Goldfinger <laughs> out that window. He got, got Augustus glooped out the did. window. <laughs> That's right. It was... Uh... It was hilarious, but so he sucks Goldfinger out of the window and the plane is falling and it crashes into the ocean. And we, I guess the audience must believe that James Bond and pussy are dead, but oh no, the search helicopter finds them and James snatches pussy back down to the ground and tells her this is no time for a rescue. What was it? Do you have the line? No time to be rescued. Ah, yeah, and then uh, they begin fucking in the middle of the nowhere under a parachute. Yep, and that's how our movie ends. End, end, into the, the end. movie. Phenomenal. <laughs> yeah. So that was Goldfinger, everybody. Uh, why don't we take a quick break? Goldfinger. Finger. Mm. Can't wait to talk about it. <laughs> we're gonna take a quick break, and we're gonna get back with those awards and scores. See you in a minute. Okay, so now that we've gone over everything we possibly could about the movie Goldfinger, let's jump into our award section, and then we're going to jump into our ratings. So, starting with awards. Number one, best death. So for best death, let's go over to you, Blaine. Who do you have? The best death for me is the water heater into the bathtub. (laughs) Shock death in the opening scene. That's a good one. I loved it. That was great. I loved how fast he just kind of like swatted <laughs> yeah. into the bathtub too. So, and well, super unexpected. I did not. I think that's yeah. where that was going. Yeah. Well, what if he would have just drowned him in like a real slow drowning? <laughs> oh my <scene>? god. <laughs> Even better. What if he couldn't swim and he just <laughs> drowned himself? <laughs> or grabbed his seagull helmet and just beat him to death with the <laughs> seagull? <laughs> That'd have been good. <laughs> Or picked up the poor woman off the floor and beat him to death with her. (laughs) Come here, you dead bitch. (laughs) Use some of those motherly instincts. (laughs) Okay, yeah, so my best death award goes to the bathtub shock death. All right, that's a great one. 
All right, Corey, what about you? Uh, I am going with Goldfinger getting sucked out of the airplane. <laughs> we I, almost wish, I almost wish well. there was like a like a Mario. Like he like gets sucked out like a little tube. <laughs> it was so clean. It was the cleanest way to get sucked out of that window. <laughs> My only wish is that... <laughs> I wish it would have made a cork popping sound. <laughs> that was... That's the only way it would have been better. <laughs> there was that in there. <laughs> or uh, once we see James and Pussy at the bottom, his <laughs> dead bodies laying right next to him as they have sex. <laughs> just, a, just a smattering of blood and ooze yeah. everywhere. <laughs> With a golden gun right in the middle of it. <laughs> anyway. A golden rod. All right. Hey. C-3PO? Anyways, <laughs> the sexiest droid in the galaxy, through C-3PO. <laughs> All right, so for me, I'm going to go with uh, Odd Job. I thought that was pretty fun. Another shock. Yeah. <laughs> I can't believe no one's... Uh, Jill Masterson's death was pretty good, too. I, I, I wrote that down. That was in my, li- in my top two. But it was kind of unceremonious. Like, but yeah. she did die from a hat. <laughs> that's Tilly. So, that's Tilly. That's Tilly. I'm sorry. Sorry. Yeah. I, I actually yeah. wrote down Jill's just because it's iconic. It's like the most iconic visual in Bond of her. Yeah. Of her being dead. She got killed by paint. <laughs> that's when you wild. say it like that, it kind of sucks. But it's, the image of it. The image it of it. <laughs> they painted her. So you got to think about how that occurred. So they had to hold her yeah. down while they painted her, and then just left her there while her body suffocated. Yeah. <laughs> Or I wonder if they like maybe they knocked her out and then painted her and then she died. I don't know. Who's Either way, say? it seems odd job just ordering people around. Everybody uh, take everybody uh, take a bucket. Uh. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Good deaths though. Yeah. I was gonna say my number one was Goldfinger, but uh, my second was Odd Job. So there we go. All right. What about best line, Corey? I'm gonna go for you for best line. It's hard not to pick the. The low-hanging fruit of what do you expect me to do, Mr. Bond? I expect you to die. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If one of us doesn't pick that, it's we're just you know we're we're just because we're not being too obvious. So I figure I yeah. will go ahead and put that out there. That is the movie's best line. That might be the best line in all of all the James Bonds, really. All of the James yeah. Bond movies. Um, Sums yeah. up Bond in a whole of what you're getting yourself into. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That one's super good. I had that one in parentheses because I knew someone else was going to say it. Um, <laughs> for me. This one might be a throwaway, mm-hmm. but I was like, this really captures uh, the charisma in, in this movie. So after James has sex with Jill Masterson, there's a news bulletin playing, and it goes, uh, the president was completely satisfied. And then James goes, oh, that makes two of us. Yeah. <laughs> that's I true. That. That's a fun line. Yeah. I loved that. So th- that's a great line. So that's mine. It is pretty good. And throwaway, but still yeah. a great line. Um, so for me, this line just made me laugh uh, because of so many reasons. But my favorite line was, Pussy, who taught you judo? <laughs> <laughs> Such a ridiculous. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, I love that line. Uh, so now that we have that, what about <laughs> this made the final cut? For that, I'm going with you, Blaine. Yeah, so this one also 
I believe is a low hanging, uh, low hanging fruit. Yeah, uh, and that's the entire golf sequence. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it, yeah. I have nothing more to say other than it's this them playing golf and really just having some shenanigans on the golf course. And we didn't even talk about the fact that Goldfinger looks like a cartoon character dressed up to play golf. <laughs> He's got like that really baggy green short yeah. like 50s or 20s really golf attire yeah it was totally ridiculous but yeah that golf scene there is no reason to have it in this movie it, it does nothing except introduce the characters to you all right what about you Corey? i am going to go with and this was close between two but i'm gonna go with mr solo's extended sequence so dumb so pointless mm-hmm. no payoff it's like Done. all they wanted to do was, we need a scene where we crush a car. Well, let's, yeah. figure, let's figure that out. <laughs> we got it. this compact here. Yeah. We got to use it. <laughs> well, it's in the script. I guess we got to shoot it. <laughs> Fuck it. We'll crush a brand new car. Uh, yeah. Corey, that was actually my number one. But uh, oddly enough, you brought up my number two. Which was, we didn't need to know about Tilly Masters. That was my other one, too. <laughs> yeah. We didn't. We didn't. No. We do no, not. Um, why was she introduced? Why, 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 why? Absolutely moves nothing forward. <laughs> Just background noise for this movie. It's so strange. All right. So, yeah. Tilly Masterson. All right. Well, that was some good awards we gave away for this one. So, now it's time for what counts, guys. And that's going to be our scoring for this movie. So, starting off, the first thing we always go for, uh, go for, the first thing we always rate is the bond factor. Okay, Blaine, so for you, what do you give for the bond factor? Bond factor here, I'm going with an 86. Oh, okay. Um, I think this is almost the epitome of bondness as far as... Uh, just calm under pressure, always has something smart-ass to say, effective-ish. I took points <laughs> off because he did get captured like 19 times, but that kind of balanced out by how cool he was with, about being captured, and he just kind of like became friends with Goldfinger. <laughs> yeah. He was just, he was on top of his game here, except for the fact that he just couldn't, avoid the enemy but maybe he didn't want to i don't know yeah i think 86 is really solid i think there's room to improve but this is right up there for me they just need to try it one more time (laughs) just bring everybody Mm. back and reshoot again (laughs) uh gotta dig up a few of these guys um yeah all right 86 Corey, what about yourself uh no joke i also gave him exactly the same score in 86 wow holy shit okay all right for all the things Blaine said, for all the things he's doing, good and bad, including getting foiled by a mirror, um, <laughs> I still think he was very effective. Right. Uh, yeah. And he and he and he was just. It seemed really easy. It didn't seem like he um, like for for, for Bonchonnery, it felt pretty easy. Bonchonnery. Yeah. <laughs> he he also he could have been a little smoother. Mm. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Okay. I think he, I think we're still early on in the uh, the rapiness. So yeah. that's gonna yeah. So a little more, 
smooth charisma. Mm-hmm. Don't hit women right yet. Out, maybe right maybe don't, don't, but, don't face yeah. palm women and smack yeah. their asses. A little bit. <laughs> I gotta tell you, uh, I'm glad you brought this up because I uh, actually, uh, this is the main portion of my score. I felt that, and I don't know if this is just Connery as a whole and his interpretation of Bond, but uh, there was a thing I listened to Guy Hamilton talk about uh, this exact same thing where he was saying in an interview, he said, you know, Sean never had a problem roughing up the ladies uh, in scenes. He goes, but once I started to direct Roger Moore, he was like, Roger Moore hated being rough with the ladies to an ex- you know, even when the ladies posed a danger to him, cause he just didn't believe in roughing up women. And for me, and again, I know people will say this is sacrilege, but I feel like this is one element where, as Bond progressed, I think misogyny is going to always exist in these movies. There's no way around it. Right. (laughs) Yeah. But as we go along through Moore, Dalton, uh, Brosnan, and even into Craig, he's not so aggressive, (laughs) which I did not like about Right. It it moves on from aggressiveness to suaveness with the ladies. Yeah. That's where I was detracting with his smoothness is with the ladies. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I totally agree. Yeah. And so, you know, that really takes me out of it. It's like, and you know, there's some aggro fucking assholes out here who watch this and are like, Oh, this is how you uh, treat women. Got it. All right. <laughs> this movie taught me a lot. <laughs> so for me, uh, because of that aggressive dickishness that I just don't think all bonds carry on. I had to give him a 76. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That took it down for me. Otherwise, I think there's a lot that goes forward in Bond from this, but, eh, you know, for me, 76 seems right. All right. Okay. So next up, we're going to talk about action sequences. Now, Corey, I'll start with you on this one. What'd you give it for action sequences? And this is not a ding against the movie. It's just not a super action-heavy movie. There's a couple fight scenes, a couple chase scenes, but mm-hmm. it's not crazy action. So I, I give it a 55. It's conservative. It's not okay. a terrible score. Um, I, I agree. I don't think it's that bad at all. Uh, I think it's pretty fair. Um, if I had to break it down, I think the action could be two real scenes and that's the uh, car chase and the fight between Bond and Oddjob. I think that's the big action sequences for me. I mean, you also got the shootout. Well, the big shootout the whole of the army. battle and, uh, at Fort Knox. Oh, yeah. well, there's that. Yeah, okay. It just didn't, I don't know. The battle didn't blow me away, but again, uh, well, before I say my score, I'll give it to you, Blaine. What did you give it? Let's say your score. You were oh, just talking. Well, no. I was going to say, with all that being said, I gave it a 78. Because, yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I didn't give it a low score. Oh, I, I'm just staying you at all. Why I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean. There's only two action sequences. I was just making a point. The bigger point I was trying to make is this is 1964. And I think for that time period. That ain't bad what they did. So I gave it a 78. Sorry. Oh my God. Okay. Well, I, I didn't st- realize you. Blaine I, thought I was about to give this a two. Like no, his anger. I, I gave it a 66. Okay. Um, because 
it was heavy car chase, but not like not a great car chase. No, I liked the no. babushka with the machine gun. That was great. <laughs> I gave it. I gave it. A good bit of points for the shootout at Fort Knox, the whole Fort Knox sequence, because that was a pretty big scene. There was a lot of people. It it was in a that big scene. scene. A lot yeah. of guns, Goldfinger escaping, shooting people, tying people up. But it was, I think, more driven by dialogue between the characters than any sort of act reliance on action. So, yeah. sixty six for me. Okay, yeah, not not bad at all. And like I said, for me, 78. So now we're going to gadgets. We're going to talk about all the gadgets Bond used that were created by the Q branch. So, uh, Blaine, let's start with you now. Okay, so the gadgets here are primarily in the car. 100%. And then he has the thing in his heel. The two tracking devices. The two tracking devices. So I gave this a 78. Okay. Because he used every single gadget that we were shown in the car she sure made did. use of them yeah um i would have given it higher if he had some more on his person that he utilized at any point during the movie but it was no. all in the car but since she actually used them i gave mm-hmm. it something I, I typically wouldn't go that high for a car heavy gadget but and it was the first time the car it, yeah it was the, the, yeah. the db5 so I feel that's fair. Okay. For this 78. One. Okay. Corey, what about you? Um, I, I did want more gadgets. I mean, we're, we're not, we also did have the goose or the duck hat. Oh yes. And the, <laughs> Oh, uh, how could we forget the grapple that? The grappling and the, gun yeah. and the plastic tube. If that's, mm-hmm. if you call that a gadget, but I, I mean, I still was mm-hmm. a little bit lower. I gave it a 62. I would have liked to see some more useful gadgets other than the car and the, and the bulk of the movie, but uh, still, I mean, still better than, previous movies all right uh well for me for gadgets i actually gave it an 82 uh just for the fact that going forward it seems weird when bond doesn't have a uh a car that does things you know what i mean like you do miss it when it's not there uh, right yeah so given that uh and the baseline gadgets and let's not forget, Q invented bulletproof vest. A uh, vest, vest, vest. <laughs> Andrew, that what you wearing today? You wearing a vest? Vest. <laughs> so anyway, with that being said, I gave it eighty-two. <laughs> All right. All right. Since we have that, let's jump to now the song and opening title scene. For this, I'm going to go to you, Corey. Start us off. Well, I. I mean, again, we kind of briefly touched on this, but it's creative. I mean, it is a so it's it's a woman, uh, presumably Jill Masterson's gold body, and reflected in it are scenes from the film while the credits roll, and it's it's neat. It looks cool. It was I I wasn't bored with it. My eyes are trained on the whole time. The song itself is fun. Although when it first mm-hmm. came on, Becca laughed as hard as I've ever heard her laugh because of how much emphasis Shirley Bassey puts in the Goldfinger. <laughs> I will gold ding. Finger. <laughs> it's a, and it's a fun song. I will ding it because the lyrics are pretty dumb, especially as we get towards the end of the song. I was like, oh, oh wow. she's, run, she's running out of steam on some of these lyrics. Um, and that's my he only ding. only gold. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and that's a small ding. I still will give this an 81. And I was tempted to go higher, but... I think the song writing could have been a little bit better. 
Okay, so an 81 from Corey. What about you, Blaine? I gave it a 73. Okay. I l- love the song. It's been stuck in my head for days. Yeah. Uh, just screaming Goldfinger around my house. Uh, <laughs> I think it's a quintessential Bond song. The opening is great for 64. The, the, the visuals. Mm-hmm. I just hated that they used scenes from the movie. In that the was background. your that was your complaint for Spectre, so yeah. I think I, I was wondering like if that. that would transfer. I was like create something unique for this. Like if it had just been like Goldfinger's silhouette, just like mm-hmm. but then we see it a couple minutes later. And <laughs> okay. I didn't like it. But that's that's a that's obviously a personal thing okay. for me. Alright. <laughs> that yeah. I don't like seeing repeated. Uh I would have liked to seen it unique graphics for that okay all right you feel strongly about 73 though a 73 okay uh just a few things i mean i did want to point out a fun fact that the woman that they're projecting on is actually dink uh the lady uh that got man talk she was actually the person who uh was painted gold and projected on for this opening sequence so fun little fact go ahead uh yeah i I will say the big thing I noticed in this is uh, they hit uh, on the projection. Bond hits a golf ball, and it goes into her cleavage. I thought that was pretty. That was pretty wild. (laughs) Yeah. That's great. (laughs) That was a good one. But overall, for me, uh, like I said before, uh, I gave Spectre a 98. Uh, For this, it's the first time we have the song opening title together, a song specific for the movie. It tells a story. It has a common theme. Uh, whether you like the projection or not, I, I get where you're coming from, but I think that's the best they could do for the time period. Uh, I mean, they obviously were able to put scenes in the thing. They could have just did different ones. Did different ones. I, I can so see They obviously that. had the ability to do it. Yeah. I got you. I, and again, love the song. Uh, I like that the song Here's a small thing for me. You're right, Corey. If you listen to the lyrics, they are kind of pointless. It's basically Shirley Bassey. Bassey? He's the man. man. He's the man. (laughs) It is. (laughs) It's basically how many times can she fit gold into this? But uh, it's just a wild song. And I love that they were like, well, you need to make a song for this movie. And it'd be a real benefit if you could make the song Goldfinger. <laughs> and this is what they came up with. So I like the, uh, the song matching the title. So with all that said, <laughs> uh, for me, I consider this a place where everything going forward had to try and compete with this. And I like the song. I think it's a great Bond song. I like the opening titles. <laughs> Get- I like the theme. You are and if I could just right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. And if I could just read a quote. <laughs> and with that being said, I'm gonna give it a fifty-two. <laughs> so with all that being said, it gets a perfect score, a one hundred oh, from me. Oh yeah. my God. <laughs> Listen, it, I am glad you rated it higher than Spectres. It's better than Spectres. I there's mm-hmm. no question. So, but you only gave yourself a two percent chance to do that. So no, no, or two percent turn. Listen, not everything is going to reach this uh, this high threshold. So, 
There you go. I do still uh, think Spectre and this movie had great opening titles and songs, but I, we all disagree, and that's okay. It's okay. So, yeah, perfect score for me, a 104 Goldfinger. All right. Wow. Incredible. All right. Blaine, let's go to you. What about plot and character? Plot and character is where I uh, had to ding this movie. Gotcha. I gave it a 54. <laughs> really? Okay. 54. Because while Goldfinger is awesome and Oddjob's cool, literally every other character. I, who is the Asian guy? Uh, he supplied the bomb, but we don't we don't ever talk he, about it that. Certainly, we didn't expand on his character. At Tilly all. was dead in three minutes. Jill was dead in two minutes. Uh, Felix is an imbecile. The mobsters Such an suck. Imbecile. The caddy was atrocious. It was just all the characters sucked, basically, besides Goldfinger and Pussy. The line that just came to me that I remembered is when the caddy said, now we got him. Like, who involved you? (laughs) Why are you so into it? (laughs) Now we got him. Now we got him. You're not involved in this, golf servant. (laughs) Golf servant. (laughs) Yikes. I mean, um, if you're going to break down what a caddy is, I guess that's uh, pretty pretty accurate. Yeah, Yeah, but the characters, uh, especially Tilly, we went through God all that. Damn. And it's yeah. just like, oh, just a killer real quick. Um, yeah. And then the plot, I mean, we had it, the Tilly issue, the golf issue, and the mobster sequence. It just kind of derailed it along the way. So... <laughs> With that, those issues, 54. God damn. Um, I, I guess I'll go next. No joke, I gave it a 55. So, <laughs> so 55 for me, uh, I'm with you. There, there are things that are perfectly fine with this movie, especially for 1964, but there are a lot of lacking plot holes in this movie that... Didn't need to be there, so I thought 55 is better than half, so that's the way I went. Right. Mm -hmm. All right, Corey, what about yourself? I'm in the same zone, 61. Uh, The characters were kind of a letdown, but the plot, I mean, it was an easy-to-follow plot outside of some unnecessary scenes, and it it made sense uh, a lot of the time, too. So, And also, his his, uh, grand scheme was pretty pretty good. I I also, I was like, "That's, that's an interesting take. It's kind of... Very villainous, but not like end of the world villainous either. So, mm-hmm. oh, I like parts of it for sure. Um, obviously, I like the movie, but the plot and characters, yeah, sixty one. All right, I like it. Okay, so now let's jump into the villain himself. So, uh, I guess I'll start this one for Goldfinger. Listen, I really like Goldfinger. I think he really gets in there and gets his hands dirty sometimes. Maybe not as much as other villains we've had. But I find him very inter-fucking-taining, even though that's not the actor's true voice. But overall, I like Goldfinger, and I think he set that character, maybe not the actor so much, but that character set a standard going forward uh, for villains. So for me, I gave it an 88. All right. All right. All right. What about you, Blaine? What'd you give old Goldfinger? Goldfinger. Old Gert Robe. Yeah. Got an 84 for me. Okay. So I loved his ability to banter with James. Yep. I love the fact that from the get-go, he's scheming. Even in like small stakes, 
gin games. He's just a crook, you know? Yeah. And I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. He's just willing to do that kind of stuff. He's a real skis. He's yeah. a skis. Mm-hmm. Um, and his, his plan was, was, was solid, and then he didn't give up. Even though he, his shit went got thwarted, he was like, I'm sneaking on that plane. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going to uh, kill him. But, uh, yeah, very solid. Um, but I know there's room for better. Yeah, there's definitely room for you better. You know, so mm-hmm. 84. Um, all right, Corey? Uh, did I give mine? I don't even know. Yeah, you did. Oh, never mind. 88. Corey? I'm just a little you? bit less. I did a 76, and my primary reason is not Gert Frobe's fault. It's just the fact that every time I was like, man, he's cool. I like what he's doing right there. I like that plan. Why can't his voice match his lips? It bugged, it bugged me. And, it, and little things like that just like make him so much less effective on screen when that happens. So I, it just it's a technical problem and not a character problem, but I have to factor it in for the movie as a whole. Okay. So That's 76. Fair. 76 for Corey. All right. Um, and by the way, we should probably mention that he and Bond didn't really have ill will to each other at all. No, James is like, God damn, they're, you're smart. I like they're this pals. guy. Man. Yeah. Thanks for the mint julep. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> the golf, uh, the in, the, after the golf, they're not very friendly. They're, there's an obvious tension there after golf. But everywhere else, yeah, they're just kind of like, oh. Hey. And that's only because Goldfinger's a sore fucking loser. So. They had to pay him <laughs> yeah. a bunch of money. <laughs> all right. Well, then it comes all down to this, guys. Entertainment value. Overall, how much did you entertain this movie? <laughs> entertain the movie itself. <laughs> I took it out for dinner. Uh, we had a great time at Lobster. It seemed to enjoy it. Um, okay. So how much were you entertained by this movie? Uh, and Corey, let's start with you, sir. So I did like this movie quite a bit for all the things we've discussed. I am now, and it's a credit to Blaine, Anytime I have to check the time because of maybe, maybe it's just a particular scene I'm stuck and I'm going, okay, this is dragging. Um, it, I get some dings. So as much as I like this and as iconic as it is, I did give it an 82. I dinged it for some of the scenes that bring it down, especially the brandy scene. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't disagree with you about that at all. Um, Blaine, what about yourself? Exactly. I had the same issues. The golf scene mm-hmm. knocked it down. The brandy scene knocked it down. Uh, the stuff with Felix kind of dropped it down too. Uh, but I still really enjoyed the movie. Uh, I gave it a seventy-four. With those things considered, all right, a seventy-four from Blaine. Okay, yeah, um, Corey, I'm pretty in line with you. There's a lot that uh, I did enjoy for sure. Uh, but there, there are just pointless moves this movie makes. Sometimes that it's just eye rolling. So I actually gave it an eighty. Okay. Yeah. Well, guys, we were uh, apart from that that hundo that Andrew hung up on it. Our scores were pretty yeah, pretty aligned. pretty well aligned. I, I here. think uh, I think you guys might need to revisit that. That's all I'm saying. But uh, I had I had oh, a yeah. feeling. I guess I thought I, I guess I'm thinking maybe you both thought I would hate this movie based on what you said at the beginning. But no, I like it. I thought you would not like this movie. You didn't seem enthusiastic about it, so it's uh, no. I was yeah. pleasantly surprised. I'm glad it's just we a, all. It's just a wild ride, like all <laughs> yeah. of these will be. Yeah, yeah. It 
it's different. But, <laughs> I gotta be cautious with saying a wild ride when we've watched Moonraker already. <laughs> yeah, that's. I that's mean, that, I wish I could say that might be the wildest ride, but I don't think it is. <laughs> I we'll think see. we got places so, to go. Andrew, yeah. octopus—he's got to be pretty weird. How how do we shake out? Okay, so again, we didn't do too bad. Uh, Corey, you ended up with an average of seventy-one point eight six. Blaine, you're at 73.57. And I actually had the highest with 79.86. Yeah, that's what 100 does. Mm, really shakes things up. So now's the time we go to the board. This is, this is going to be the highest scoring. Yeah, we go to the board. And first place is now Goldfinger with 75.10. But still in second place is Spectre with 74.86. Oh, yeah. Wow. Close. That came close. Close. That's pretty close. And then things really drop down from there. Uh, <laughs> Casino Royale at 59.14. And in last place, Moonraker with a 52.33. <laughs> the way things are going, the the order is going to like be super reliant upon what you score the opening song. I can tell you, there's a bunch of... <laughs> I know you think I'm giving the opening song hundreds all the way through. I just really happen to like the opening sequence from Spectre and the opening sequence from this movie. Sequence. I, <laughs> I can't talk. Um, <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I will guarantee you it's uh, going to be a lot different going forward because I can only think of. I know. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, it's going to be tough to overtake these. Well, I feel well, like you- these are two of the. Well, I'll say this. I can think of one that might be stronger. But I just don't there think There is it... no stronger. It's going to be just as strong after your ratings. <laughs> well, yeah, you're right. I will say it's up to par with Goldfinger. I know for a fact. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You're going to come and be like, um, so I'm going to give this 110, actually. <laughs> you know, this is the best thing I've ever seen. Oh, wow. So I gave it a 56. <laughs> you. That shit you did. I looked at Blaine. I was like, is he feeling this? I am fucking dying. Listen. I gotta get my thoughts out <laughs> <laughs> and repeat them four times. <laughs> I don't like your bullshit, Corey. <laughs> All right, so that's our current ranking. So next week we are going to be doing uh, "Man with the Golden Gun." We are back to Roger Moore, so can't wait for that. "Man with the Golden looking Gun." Looking forward everybody. to it. I've heard this one's kind of shitty, so mm, yeah, uh, looking forward to it. Uh, I, I like Christopher Lee. Yeah, old Sourman. I thought you were trying to say the name of his character, and then I was like, that's not it. But I got where you're going. Yeah. All right. So with that being said, I'll see you guys next week. And this has been Judgment. Judgment. Let's do Judgment. it again. Let's do it again. <laughs> to you. Judgment. Judgment. <laughs> Bye, guys. I didn't know you were doing a countdown. I didn't know you were doing a countdown.